2: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Disney Underground, your experimental podcast of tomorrow. I'm your host, Gene. It's April 5th, 2021, and this is episode 31. We want to thank you in advance for taking this magical journey with us. We have a really fun show today, some huge Disney news to go through, and uh, our beloved Disney dollar game makes its return today. Plus, the crew discusses our favorite Disney park tunes. And uh, for those of you keeping score at home, we're now down to 55 days until I become an official Disney local. Yeah, but Who's so- counting? Right. <laughs> I am, exactly. Every second. Exactly. So uh, So uh but before we get the party started, let's say hello to the crew. First up, the best of the Midwesterners, Dan and Steph. Hi. Hi. What do we got going on in Minnesota, guys? Love it. How's the weather? Is it getting a little warmer? No, it's yeah.
3: Like, it's like 50. 68. It's like sixty eight.
2: I mean, <laughs> how do you go yeah. from fifty to sixty eight? Well, yeah.
1: someone's going Fahrenheit and
2: Celsius. Fahrenheit and Celsius. Same That's thing. all. Metric system.
3: Sixty eight, but with the wind chill, it feels like fifty. Well, there you That's go. True. Every day we
1: have to deal with the wind chill. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that wind chill.
2: Who you know who doesn't have to deal with the wind chill? From sunny Miami, <laughs> Joey. What up, Joey? What up?
4: I, I promise I'm not gonna. Even though it's seventy two here, I'm not going to show. The, uh, I'm not going to show the phone like I normally do. Listen, no, if you guys are at sixty eight, that's pretty close. I mean, that's pretty
2: normal. But, but yeah. Joey, if you're at seventy two, what's the wind chill, Joey?
4: <laughs> oh, wind chill. It feels like seventy six. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's just you know seventy two, but with our um, our uh, humidity, it's just brutal here. And and already, obviously, we're in spring. We're not even into summer yet, and it's just the last couple of days. Although it's been really windy and raining today. I think we have a cold front coming through. So let's, let's, yeah. So I think we're supposed to get in the high 60s. I don't
3: know. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I gotta go.
4: Yeah, I know. Sorry. You know, but hey, it is what it is. Oh, I'm doing good. All right, man. Yeah.
2: Well, you know what? Let's let's get into our sponsor. The Disney Underground is proudly sponsored by the Magical Travels by Brian. Magical Travel by Brian can help you book not only your Disney vacation, but a lot more. Brian can help you book your universal vacation, cruises, all-inclusive Caribbean resorts, corporate travel, and more. They can even help you book your destination wedding, even Disney weddings. So uh, you're always going to get you the lowest prices available. They're going to get you great rates on your trips. Make sure you hit them up. And Dan, what's the best part about their services? It's free. Completely free. So it's a no-brainer. It doesn't cost one cent for them to take away all that stress of booking your trip. So reach out to Magical Travel by Brian. You can check them out on their website, www.MagicalTravelByBrian.com. And you can email them at Brian at MagicalTravel.com. And Brian is spelled B-R-I-A-N. And his phone number is 1-800-883-1535, extension 55. All right. All right. So that's going to bring us to this week's Disney News. Let's uh, send it over to Joey, man. What's going on in the news this week, Joey?
4: All right. So it was announced earlier this week that Orange County, which is where Disneyland Resort is located, has entered into Tier 3, the Orange Tier, of California's reopening plan. Now that Orange County has entered Tier 3, theme parks are that are located in the county can now reopen at 25% capacity. Another good thing about being in Tier 3 is that theme parks can now allow restaurants with indoor dining to open at 25% capacity as well. Keep in mind that although Orange County will allow theme parks to do these things, so far Disneyland Resort has not officially announced what capacity they will open at or what restaurants will be open. I mean, at least I feel that this is, I mean, it's a start. They got to start somewhere. Yeah, so, I
2: mean, it's its just, it's
4: encouraging just to see that. Especially since, like I said, here in Florida, we've been very fortunate that world has been open for so long now. And actually, it seems successfully moved through this whole pandemic. And I don't even know exactly because I know they give you a percentage of capacities, but there's sometimes you look and I'm like, is this re- like, are, are we really at that capacity? Is it more? I don't know. It's yeah. been successful, so hopefully they can. Because I know that they're, you know, out there. They've been suffering uh, quite a bit, at least the the Disney locals. You know,
1: yeah. I feel sure. like they're going to be on higher alert than Disney World mm-hmm. was, just because of
4: I think so. the way and it's you- set
1: up and and what crowds were before it shut down.
4: Yeah, it was crazy
1: before. It yeah. Started.
4: I mean, remember if you remember, even for here in Florida, there really was no off-season anymore like it was just nuts all the time and it didn't matter what day what time what month it just didn't seem to matter yeah it was crazy it was almost like we hit that euphoric like max capacity where it was just it just peaked and then the pandemic hit and it just kind of knocked everything back down again and it seemed it was funny because it seemed you know disney would raise these prices every year and you start thinking all right so what's the limit and it just didn't seem to matter they kept raising the prices, and the attendance would continue to go up. So it just didn't seem to matter, which is crazy. Yeah,
2: it, so, it went from where you would have, like you said, you'd have some downtimes to where there's no downtimes. It's just that it could be more crazy than it ever would have been in certain times of the year. Like it just went from light to heavy, but from heavy to heavier now.
4: That's yeah, that's all it was. We're not was, now, but you know,
2: before the preprint, that
4: right? Movie. Right. It was weird. So yeah, but anyway, Disneyland. I know, especially I know that resort is not as big as World, so I know it makes it even tougher to deal with crowds. So
1: yeah. Yeah.
4: All right. Also, uh, a recent leak from the set of Thor: Love and Thunder has forced Marvel to confirm that Russell Crowe will be in the film. Marvel Studios has not released what character the iconic actor will play, only that he's been cast in an unnamed role. This is good. I like Russell Crowe. You know, he was great as uh, Superman's dad and Man of Steel. <laughs> so, Gladiator. Uh, Gladiator. Oh, well, there's Gladiator. A, he's been in a. Why ton- the
1: secrecy? Like, what's the big deal? Right. I don't yeah. know. This, good yeah. Good
4: point. Maybe the. They do a lot of the stuff with these big films. And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously the next Thor is gonna be a big film for them, especially since now the Avengers series has been kinda completed and they're now moving on to others. But people have been kinda wait this one's been kinda long overdue. And he is a you know, Russell Crowe is a he's a big actor. I don't know what the secrecy is, but they do this with a lot of the films.
1: Do we I like Russell Crowe, but he's always been that guy that too. I don't really get that excited about. Like I like yeah. him in movies, but it's not like No pizzazz. Yeah. Yeah, he's just—I don't know. He's a steak without
2: the sizzle, right, Dan? Yeah. No. <laughs>
1: okay. <But laughs> juice is not worth the squeeze.
2: Well, here we go. No, no, it's not. Well, um, you know what
1: this leak oh is my for Marvel? What? Tough pumpkins. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> rough pumpkins. Which one is it? R- well, rough pumpkins. Rough, rough pumpkins. Pumpkins. Dang it. We can go with tough pumpkins. That's fine. Or, or sticky wickets. I think the same vibe <laughs> is applied to both terms.
3: Sticky what? Wickets. Sticky Wicket,
4: don't you remember from She's Out of My League? And- yeah,
3: Rough Oh, Pumpkins. that's right. We had Sticky I mean, Wicket. No, but love that in movie. Universe- yeah, Great, movie. Yeah. Great movie. Great movie. Same thing. Yeah.
2: But you know, I think I think what's going to end up happening. I think I feel like Russell Crowe's got to be a villain, right? He's going to be like a super villain. He's got to be. He's too big of a name to make a, like a sidekick kind of a thing. He's got to be some type of main guy. He
4: been has he been the bad guy in any of these films? I mean,
2: so maybe maybe they'll put him as a villain. See, now yeah. in, I actually in, I thought he was the bad guy in Gladiator because I personally was rooting for the Romans. <laughs> But that's just
1: me I guess. Yeah. There you go. So <laughs> Florida can't receive him soon enough. <laughs> I know. They're excited I heard. How many
2: but he's he's But here's what's exciting though is just Thor in general. He's like if you think about it, he's like the fab 5 of the Marvel of the Marvel movies, right? Like he's he's right up there with, you know, the Spider-Man, the Iron Man. Like he's one of those right. fab 5 original original big time guys, I think. His character's great. He's comedic and tough at the same time. That's always a great combo. And uh, I'm excited just in general for Thor. I don't care who's in it. You know?
4: I wonder if he's going to be Fat Thor.
2: No, nah, I think <laughs> like they got to go back. I know. I'm, I'm kidding.
4: <laughs> Hopefully he worked out because Fat Thor was great. But I, I, we got to go back to normal. Just yeah. saying.
2: Yeah. No, it was cool. It made, it made me feel like I can be somebody. <laughs> it was inspiring for me. There you go.
1: What would your uh, superhero be? Oh, I don't know, man. That's, that's I don't know. I think a better question would
4: be which superhero could you play now that's out there? Not a made up one, a current one.
1: Gene could come as Spider Man and he instead of Webb, he'd be shooting spaghetti. That'd be <laughs> You your know what? Thing. I love it.
4: <laughs> what you else got we got? It. <laughs> uh, next up in the news, it's been announced that the, the filming of Disney Plus special event series, Obi-Wan Kenobi, looking very much forward to this, will be beginning in April, finally. Uh, the new series will star Ewan McGregor as the iconic Jedi Master, and it'll take place 10 years after the events of Star Wars Revenge of the Sith. Though so The series will also star Hayden Christensen, which would be pretty cool. Joel Egerton, Moses Ingram, O'Shea Jackson Jr., Sung Kang, and more. So Disney Plus is not announced to release it yet. Since they're just starting in April to film this, it's probably going to take a while. So I
2: think it's a 22 type of thing. Just yeah. 22.
4: I mean, really looking forward to this. But yeah, unfortunately, it's going to be a while.
2: So. It's going to be awesome. I'm excited for this oh, one yeah. too. Because you're gonna have some of the original characters, you could have so that's many. You could bring so many characters into this. Yeah, because you know? of the,
4: and again, because they put it in the time frame, that they did. They're definitely going to be able to bring in a ton of people, and I think it's great that they got Hayden Christensen back in, which is crazy. Because- I got to be
2: honest, that's the weird part to me. He, he's you don't even need him. He's Darth Vader already. He's gonna be wearing a costume the whole time, or you know, costume you know, like the uniform the whole time. So I don't even know if that part matters. And I'll be honest, I wasn't a big Hayden Christensen fan. I thought he was not a good actor. Maybe, Pers- me personally, no I, I am. Don't- I like, I like the rest it, of the cast they added. I think oh, Joel Edgerton's yeah. really good. Uh we got Ice Cube Jr. in the show in the in the show. So I'm excited about a lot of the other stuff. And you, know you might even see think about it. you can even see like a young Mondo. You know, obviously Mandalorian's only a few years later than
4: that, really, right? I mean, ten years after Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. I mean, and it's this, takes,
2: this takes place. Like, what is figure Mandalorian takes place probably like Mandalorian is right after Return of the Jedi. The Jedi. So figure yeah. that's probably yeah, before, before. if this is
4: the Force Awakens, so it's in that that time frame.
2: Exactly. So if if this takes place ten years after Episode Three, figure what was Luke Skywalker in A New Hope? Probably about twenty years old. Right. Give or take. He's probably, like, yeah, you know, because he's young. young. So very really, the Mandalorian is probably like, you know, maybe 10, 15 years ahead. So you could have you right. could have a young Mandalorian or something or well, let's face it. Baby Yoda is like, what do they say? He's really 50 years old because they yeah, just age like him. We yeah. might find we might see Baby Yoda in this, too. You never know.
4: The look, in that you know, in, that, in, Mandal- in Mandalorian, you saw how young Luke still looked.
1: I'll, there's so just be- a, a ton of, of things they could do with this. It's really exciting. Gene, you're going to have to wait, though. When they push it ahead, so then you can dye your beard and stuff, and double for Obi Wan. There you go.
3: Mm, I see yes, it. Yes, me You know too. what? That's that's
1: that's a good point, Dan. You know what also makes me think of what do you
2: call a man with one rubber toe? <laughs> what, Gene Roberto?
1: <laughs> oh, he was so proud of that delivery, wow. folks. He got right that's up what, to the
3: mic. he, got, what he did? He's like,
1: oh. <sighs> that's you
3: got, for you Dan and
2: you, and you got the card you got oh, the card oh
3: spectacular
2: Roberto that's yeah. the what you call a man with one Roberto
3: that's gonna be worth money someday that
2: card <laughs> this probably all the podcasts are stealing that joke Ooh. yeah that's my uh, that's my car man
4: <laughs> <laughs> what else we got all right, next up, we've got Unite Here Local 362, which is the labor union that represents food service, hotel, and theme park workers in Central Florida, has announced that Disney will be paying certain employees that receive a COVID-19 vaccination. All right, and cast members that have received the vaccine between January 1st and September 30th, 2021, will be offered four hours of pay. Additionally, if a cast member misses either part, part of or all of the shift due to getting vaccinated, the absence of won't be recorded as long as as advance notice is given cast members should notify their supervisor when the appointment is scheduled and discuss any potential conflicts between work schedule and appointment time i mean i think this is pretty cool that they're doing this i guess because you know they i mean i guess it's encouraging you know everybody to get the vaccine although with disney i'm surprised not that i would agree with it but i'm surprised that they're not just requiring it right for their you know because it is a private business and it is a company and they can do that if they want to just because of this type of business i'm surprised So I guess instead of them doing that, probably figuring they're going to get some backlash from it. I'm sure this is, I guess, a way to encourage it. Mm -hmm. Quite honestly, if you work there, you probably should want to. Not that I'm like some pro-vaccination or anti-vaccination or anything like that. It's just you're around a lot of people. It probably would be the smartest thing. I don't know. I mean, but it's cool. At least the list will pay you for it. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So, and obviously, just like most places that I know, if you get it, they're not going to dock you time for it. It's just, Mm -hmm. you know, it is what it is. And next we got Disney will be starting... 20th Television Animation, which will be a new division of Disney Television Studios. The new division will be responsible for producing new adult animation series and continuing series such as Family Guy, The Simpsons, Central Park, and more.
1: They really went all out with the name, didn't they?
4: oh yeah oh yeah
1: (laughs) i mean this is just taking the fox name Mm -hmm. off that's what this is this isn't actually really new right i mean they're just 20th television
4: animation
2: instead
1: of 20th i think it was the fox but they took it out and now that's what they're going with
2: (laughs) i think it's so weird to see family guys part of the disney part of the disney network it's so like anti-disney i I love family guy too but i
3: don't love this actually
2: but I, I, i like family guy I, I do, do like Daily but yeah you're right like it just doesn't feel right like you it doesn't know right. fit
3: with the brand
2: Exactly Exactly I do
3: love Family Guy
2: Like yeah but I'll I'll skip over to another channel and watch that when I want there's to There's a yeah. lot of stuff with, there's a lot of stuff with Fox that don't fit Disney it's just
4: mm-hmm. I get it
2: Yeah I mean listen when Disney first bought ESPN did it feel
4: Disney ESPN That's a good point True, you know? That's a great so, point Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. now it Feels like
2: it. Yeah, you don't even think nothing of it. You don't even think anything of it. So, but that's the thing too, though. I don't want Disney. I don't want Family Guy to feel Disney. I want Family Guy to stay Family Guy. Yeah, because if they tone it down, then what is it? I'm
4: you know what I mean? Not going to tone it exactly.
3: down.
4: <laughs> so. Oh. Don't so, so I wouldn't stress that too much. All right,
1: well, if you insist. Yeah, there you go. All right, Dan. What about you? Well, guests at Walt Disney World can now use the Magic Mobile service through the menu in the My Disney Experience app. The service will allow a guest's mobile device to act just like a magic band so they can enter parks and link on-ride photos to their account. According to the app, guests should be able to use the feature without having to unlock your phone. Disney has also announced that the service will expand soon to allow guests to charge merchandise food, and other services to their Magic Mobile Pass, and the charge would be added to their Disney hotel bill.
4: I went into the app, I added it to my Apple Watch and my wallet immediately.
1: See, I think the biggest thing on here is not necessarily the phone, but the watch. Because that way, you know, some people don't like wearing the magic band, but they're already wearing a watch. So Mm -hmm. now that's gonna be their mobile device. They're not gonna actually need their phone.
4: And if you forget your magic even if you like wearing a magic band, if you forget it, which I've done at the hotel, Mm -hmm. or if you lose it, which I've done that too, instead of having to spend another thirty bucks on a magic band. Right. When
1: do you go to Disney and not have your phone?
4: Or your same thing, your watch. You'll mm. never not have it. So it's, it's a nice backup if yep. you want it. Like me, I think it's great because you're always wearing the watch. Even though I love, I'll probably still wear the Magic Man. As soon as it came out, I tested it and yeah, it popped right in automatically, which was great. You're able to add everybody from your group and put it in. It's, it's outstanding. So that's pretty cool. I mean, listen, it's just another convenience.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And in that same news story, they were already talking about that they're going to keep producing the magic bands Good and coming up with new designs. So it's like, it's kind of a win-win the gotcha. magic bands to me are a no brainer. Cause they probably take $2 to make and they flip them for 25, 30 bucks. Right. I have a gripe. Another Disney is missing the mark here and I don't know what is going on. This has to do with the magic band okay, and the watch. Why the heck do we not have more custom options for the watch bands Like, why are we not going into Disney World and making our own just like at the Tech Mobile or whatever it's called or Space Mountain areas? I just don't understand it because, I mean, the Android watch and the Apple watch should be a gimme. And there's really not a lot out there outside of, you know, obviously Etsy people are doing it, but there's not much for pro. You're absolutely right about that. And Um, I don't understand what the holdup is. Seems like a no-brainer to me, especially now. I bet you start seeing it. You're probably right. Now
4: they'll probably really start pushing it. But you're right yeah. up to this point. I don't even know what series this is. I think six.
1: Um, yeah, people, it's not like they just came out. Yeah, you these know, have been it's around for a while. Pretty well established. And I think a lot of people too, like, I think I I didn't have mine the last time we were in Disney. So yeah, I'm excited to be able to have that for stats on the walking and everything. So, I mean, I feel oh, more, I love more it. people are. Pulling them yeah. in for that reason for Disney. Use it constantly.
4: I, not only do I use it mine daily anyway, especially when we do Disney, is when we're always checking it out because we can kind of gauge. Like I already know our average is always, you know, 19,000 steps per day at the park. So I know if we right. go 20, it was a, you can tell it's been a long day. You know, how many calories and distances, and it kind of quantifies why your feet feel like they're numb. <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know, and the other thing is, you know, a lot of people, even if they do like magic bands, unlike myself, they don't wear them all the time Right, like I, I would. So this would be more of an item that they could buy because they know they're going to wear it because it's Every day. it's not something yeah. that they only need for the park. It's
4: now a part yeah. of their watch. Right, which I think it was smart that Disney did this. In fact, I'm I'm surprised it took them this long to do this. I had always thought, man, I'm surprised they don't add something to these cuz these the, you know the NFC chips in airfield communications that they use inside the watches and the phones, that's the same thing as the Magic Bands. That's exactly what's in them. So, yeah. I'm surprised that that it took them, you know, this long, but I'm curious. Stephanie says she didn't like this, so I'm curious what what is it she doesn't like?
3: Because I like the Magic Bands. I I feel like it's just getting too it's it's taking the fun out of it. Well, remember,
4: I understand. At least listen, at least like they said like Dan mentioned in the article they're not the magic bands aren't going away so that's good so you have you have an option so if you want to use your watch you can if you want to wear your magic band i'll still probably wear my magic band.
1: i still like having them
4: yeah i think you're just
1: you're just sad at the fact that you're not Booking a Disney trip, getting the complimentary first Magic Bands uh-huh. in the mountains, the way that you have to enter the park. Yeah. Just like all of the Magical Express and how everything more was like that. And I think you're thinking one by one, these are just kind of getting it's dropped.
3: being taken away.
1: Even though Magic Bands aren't going away, the idea behind it is kind yeah. of losing some of the magic. Yeah, so you're you
3: kind
2: of rendering them useless bands. a little bit right now they become more decorative than actually a necessity exactly Exactly.
3: that was the one way into the park you got your magic band and i I don't know know, this just kind of we're on our phones all the time all the time you know they're like extra limbs but almost with the band it's like it's your special disney thing but but
1: that's the reason why you need it because people are always on their phones so. and they know they're not going to be without them. But I tell
4: you what, like I said, I'm, I'm it's less about the phone for me, more about the watch mm-hmm. because it,
5: yeah. yeah. And
3: it's a great backup. So it's
1: kind right of too. a magic band in itself, but it yeah. is, it's so. I could
3: I could
4: understand more if they said, "Hey, we're going to slowly start phasing out the magic bands." Yeah. You know, and yeah. like going away from that, which I know they're not going to. Number one, no. they make way too much money off of them anyway. Mm-hmm. Just like just like Gene said, it probably costs 60 cents to make the damn things. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they're selling them for, you know, 25 for just the basic blue. And then when they right. do no, when they put special the edition custom, ones, yeah, special edition customs, which I love, I have several of them. They make tons of money off those. So, yeah, that's not going away. So, at least, I mean, I guess more options is always a good thing.
3: It is, what has a,
1: been your good news in Magic Bands, Stephanie?
3: Great backup. Well, wait, one other, wait, one more thing, though, about this whole debate is that some, not everyone uh, has a, a watch. Not everyone has an Apple Watch. They don't need
2: it. I don't have an Apple Watch. That's a good point. But you could use you your phone, have... right? I mean,
3: loser. No, I
4: don't. <laughs> You can use your but phone, just, or I you could just so use it. the magic man. Still, that's just, just give that man a paper ticket. <laughs> yes,
3: now that okay
4: <laughs> the, the, for those, they give you the little paper bracelet. Yeah, yeah.
2: you can get into <laughs> like, the park, like at, the, at the traveling carnivals. <laughs> there you go.
3: Yes,
1: here you go, Gene.
3: <laughs> I just like having something, a tangible object that you can, you know, like in Disneyland, family I, passes. I completely tickets.
1: And they used
2: to be in Disney World back in the day.
3: They did. Yeah,
2: you go to the machine. Maybe well, you go to the machine and get a ticket.
4: Did you prefer going to those machines to get your little printout receipts, or do you like just choosing your fast passes on your phone? I'm just you mean Did I, she like I, me going there <laughs> and getting the <my laughs> paper printouts? Because that's what was going those on. Those things ridiculous. If you think about how ridiculous that right. is, back yeah. going back, and you're like, man, I can't believe we were doing that. I can't. So, believe you're right. So right. I, I think a little convenience and, and stuff like that. But again, it's, it's. They're just giving you options. Let's just be
1: glad that the options are still in place. Oh,
3: I am. Absolutely. Yep, I, I am. Know, well. are, do they still have those kiosks?
4: You know what's funny? They. I remember the the ones I always specifically remember seeing. I don't even know if they're there anymore. They were right there by the um, Toy Story Mania ride on the the old entrance, not the new one that's inside Toy Story Land. Now, it's on the okay. backside there. Yep. There used to be a row of them, and there that's where they mm-hmm. have the, uh, all the stroller parking. They had a whole uh, row. Don't
1: of them. get me started on that. Well, yeah. Oh, another <laughs> great. <laughs> but it's uh.
4: those. They had a whole bunch of them there. And, um, you know, obviously now it was just, you know, you, I remember you'd get there. It was like waiting for someone at the ATM. They would sit there and sometimes yeah. couldn't figure it out. And you're just like, come on, yeah. man. So thank God they just did away with it. When you saw the Walmart. attendant
1: walk over, you were like,
4: oh, oh no, yeah,
1: you know, there's somebody at Walmart.
4: Gene, come get aisle six. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, it's always something like that. I mean, think about it. Years ago, we weren't ordering food mobile ahead of time. To go and just walk up and pick it up, and this is before COVID, which mm-hmm. made it so yeah. convenient that it just getting in the standard old get in line, wait to eat. And I never understood when they had been doing that that I still would see people still just standing in line. You would order while you're over in Tomorrowland, like to go to Casey's. By the time you in, you know, in Tomorrowland, you order there. By the time you get over to Casey's, it's ready. You literally just walk past people and they all stand there. And I'm like, why? I, I want to yeah, ask. Yeah, but them, there's why? so
1: many that. Like we talked about before, fast pass passes even still. They just yeah. they're they don't not get it, a maybe? Disney person. I know, no. and
4: I get I get that.
1: And there's or tech savvy.
2: Maybe they don't understand about mobile, you know. Maybe be mobile. They're like, think about it. there's a lot of people that just probably look at it like I just I'm just going to order my meal the old fashioned way because right. I don't and you know could, how to do that.
4: You could do it. I feel yeah. I almost feel bad. I'm like, man, you could save a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And headache if you just you know a little bit. I mean, I yeah, get yeah. it. Not everybody. No, gonna- I get you. No,
2: I, I like the mobile order better too. And it's almost one of those things that's like you, I know they became more regular after the pandemic w- during COVID, but they were around even before that. But it almost makes you think before they actually even came around to begin with. It seems like such an easy thing to have done. Why did what took so long to actually get that thing going?
4: No, no. Of course, listen. The 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 everything being built into the into the app with your itinerary. Yeah. You already know your Fast Pass is coming up, which is great because before you, were like, wait, what do we have next? And then having your photos built right into it, that came into it, having other people's photos come into it, which is still great because it, <laughs> so, you know, that type of stuff. There's just so much stuff. It's crazy how much stuff that app does, giving you actual wait times and all kinds of stuff.
2: It's
1: so
4: it's got a I,
2: GPS now too. It tells you how to walk to certain rides. So I
4: can't. Yeah, I can't. Well, by the way, if any of us can't get somewhere in the park, sometimes Sammy asked me, and I'm like, Are you? Are you kidding me?
2: <laughs> I got to be honest. I still get lost in Disney Springs, man. Listen, Disney oh. Springs is a little different. I'm not yeah. talking about that. I'm talking about the parks. Especially in the dark. Yeah,
4: in the dark I for sure. Really you know, Disney springs, springs, I'm like, where are we going? Like, I have to check every time.
1: There is some odd pockets in that mm-hmm. place. <laughs> odd
3: pockets. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Po-
1: <laughs> Did you just sing odd pockets? Yeah. No, so odd Stephanie.
3: Pockets. Odd pockets. That's a
1: drop. What Yeah, that is pretty What good. about your magic, our magic band news? Big Jeez. news. Oh, this is right, probably going to
3: be
2: really bad news for me. Big news on Big the ticker. News. I'm, I just came in on the ticker, guys. I'm going to come back for this because I don't want to be around for this part.
3: Dan and I are the proud owners of four Country Bear Magic Bands. Yeah.
2: Wait, wait!
4: How did you get those?
3: You gotta know people.
4: Julia. <laughs> is that what it is? You gotta know people. Yes. Yeah. No, we well, begged. listen, knowing. People, well, listen, knowing you guys, you probably do know people. Just because- like
1: I hope I know somebody. Like I think I know somebody that might get me an orange bird magnetic shoulder pal.
4: Ah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that is true. That sounds
1: like that might be coming. I don't know. You never know. This is all the more reason that we're shipping Gene to you, Florida, because need I need stuff. a merchandise personal sh- runner. I'm going to be Dan's stuff. personal shopper. <laughs> there yeah. you go. There you go. Hey, these
3: people are making Jean. Gene, I'm going to need you
1: to get up at about five because <laughs> I need you in line over at...
2: <laughs> Dan's going to get a lot of texts of saying, new phone, who dis? Or, <laughs> you know what, Dan?
1: They're out. Oh... Here's the joke on us, though, Gene, for the Magic Bands. What's They're that? They're now on Shop Disney. <laughs> oh, all that. See, of all the things that goes on there, the Orange Bird merchandise I did see was, but of course, is sold out. Mm-hmm. I just I check every day, hoping it's going to come back.
4: Wait, doesn't Dan know
1: somebody that's in the uh, the Food Safety Inspection?
3: Yes, he does.
4: Don't,
1: I do. <laughs> don't, yes, don't you he say does. it, Dan. You know? I didn't know
4: if he knew so because he listen, He knows a lot of people in a lot of
1: places and he
4: might know some uh, food inspectors in that industry. He actually you know
1: tends to work. I mean, he doesn't work all Disney. I mean, he tends to be in like the Flying Fish area usually. <laughs> Dan, don't you? So the Hey, and- let yeah. me see that country bear uh, band real quick because I want <laughs> to vomit.
2: I need something to help me get it. my dinner up. Oh, 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 there
0: fine.
2: you go. <laughs> I can't wait till he shut those bears down once and for all. <laughs>
0: <sighs>
4: Hey no, we won't go. No.
1: <laughs> well, in more Disney news and on with the show, Stephanie. <laughs> She's like zip. <laughs> Disney has recently announced plans for a major expansion of the Disneyland Resort over the next several years. The project's name will be Disneyland Forward, but other than that, not much more is known about what to expect. When talking about the Disneyland Forward plans, Disneyland Resort president Ken Potrock, I love that name. I think Potrock. He said, thinking big and leading the way is both our legacy and our best path forward. Now is the time to be bold, to dream, to believe, and to lead. The world-renowned Disneyland Resort is poised to bring back jobs to our community, as well as new entertainment and experiences to loyal fans and new audiences for generations to come. Disney has released concept art. I have like gripe on this when i'm done (laughs) disney has released concept art that shows a lot of property that will be developed and connected to the greater disneyland resort disney has not announced specific details relating to what themes or intellectual property we might see in the planned expansion now this art (laughs) is like you need a magnifying glass to look at it (laughs) because you cannot see anything basically I did hear that they are actually looking at doing some sort of attraction type thing around the Disneyland hotel and uh, the pier hotel. They don't say what it is, but it's something that's big enough to, well, yeah, they've, <laughs> they've been shut down like twice over big projects. They wanted to build like this parking ramp and this bridge. And then I heard about this. They were upset because businesses thought that might pull traffic away from them. However, I feel that this has been a thing. During COVID, like I really feel like Disney's been working closer with the city and I feel that they're holding out how they have been. I think it's to some degree on some kind of deal. I feel like the city is Mm. much more open to Disneyland expanding Mm. and expanding the businesses and, you know, just helping out. I think by maybe conducting themselves in the way they did during this COVID situation, I think they mended a lot of fences here. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't know be, that for fact, might,
4: but that's just kind right. of
1: my feeling. You
4: might be right. Hopefully hopefully that's the case. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, know, I, I did, I did uh, read about that where they have over the years have run into issues getting any type of expansions done or anything done. They've had to scrap projects before. So. Yeah.
1: Have you ever been to the pier hotel, the Pixar pier hotel?
4: Not me. I haven't.
1: Looks cool. I mean, I, I mean I've, I've
4: seen, I just one. kind of
1: forget about that.
4: I've seen tons of stuff, tons of video and stuff like this regarding, you know, Pixar pier and all that, which I definitely want to go to. But I know that Disney and Anaheim have not always been on the best terms.
2: So
1: yeah, I just, mm. I don't know. It's a gut feeling I have because they've certainly held off a long time and are suffering, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. so we'll see.
3: It would make sense.
1: But yeah, that concept art, (laughs) have you seen the memes going around? It'll show that map and then someone down below just
3: squinting, squinting,
1: (laughs) looking at it because you can't see anything. It's like a forest. Hey, in our concept art, here's our forest. If you squint real hard, you can see through the trees and maybe make out something. That's what it's like. (laughs) Stephanie, what do you have in the news?
3: Heritage Auctions we will be holding the Art of the Disney Theme Park and Disney Storybook Art Auction Ooh. on April 8th through April 10th. The auction will offer several hundred pieces of art and artifacts from the opening of Disneyland... The creation of Disney World and even Walt's Backyard Railroad. Wow. Wow. There are too many items to list, but if you're interested in owning a piece of Disney history, then visit Heritage Auctions website at ha.com.
1: I can only imagine wow. what some of the stuff's going to I can't call. even go
3: Ooh. near that.
1: <laughs> I wonder how much John Stamos is going to buy. <laughs> that right. jerk. I actually like John Stamos. I do,
3: too, but he's probably going to buy it all. He's
1: going to set it next to his D from the original yeah. Disneyland sign. That's cool. You know, there's a lot of Disney auctions mm-hmm. that go on all the time that are pretty affordable, actually, depending mm-hmm. on what type of auction. like
3: Especially if you live there.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: And you don't have to pay. For, you know, for Shipping and stuff, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is crazy. Some of the stuff I've seen.
1: This Walt's Backyard Railroad really has me curious. I, me too. Yeah, right?
3: Me too. Mm. Well, guess what? There's a new live show that debuted at Tokyo Disneyland on April 1st called Mickey's Magical Music World, presented by Fantasyland Forest. The new stage show will feature 25 minutes of music and dance with some of your favorite Disney characters in an enchanted forest. That's lovely. Something for the kids. Yeah. <laughs> you know. so (laughs) along the lines of showbiz folks disney on ice has announced that they will be starting up again and have release dates for two of their shows Tickets are available for Disney's search party at several Texas areas from now until the middle of May. Tickets are also available for Dream Big, which will be playing in several states from now through May 2nd. If you are interested in buying tickets, then you can visit DisneyOnIce.com for more information.
1: Is that why you said we need to go to Texas in May? That's it. Yeah, Dream was, Big, baby.
2: I was going to ask... Are they going to do it where it's like ten percent, twenty percent, like like as far as the attendees? But then when you said Texas, I realized but it's
3: Texas. Yeah, so. they're
2: letting everybody in, like the Texas Rangers. Standing room only. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Texas Rangers already announced that uh that they're letting hundred percent capacity. So I really, it, yeah, okay. That brings it to me, and uh, my news is, oh, well, Gene. So a guest favorite dining destination at Disney's Animal Kingdom will now be reducing their hours since spring break has ended. The Harambe Market in the Africa section will only be open from 10.30 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Thursdays through Sundays starting today. All right, and then we also got the Disney Channel. will be bringing together some of the stars of its classic original movies for an eight-week event called DCOM & Dessert. According to the Disney Channel, DCOM & Dessert offers families an opportunity to come together and share in the legacy of Disney Channel original movies. The event will take place every Monday from April 5th, which is today, through May twenty fourth, and will include appearances from stars of several Disney Channel original movies and on air baking and an on air baking segment hosted by Ariel Martin and Chandler Kinney. The baking segment segment will offer easy to follow dessert recipes for viewers to enjoy along with interviews with the actors from the original movies. Mm. Um, I'd like to see who some of these actors are going to be. They didn't really announce that yet. Yeah, so that would be cool.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm curious if it's going to be people like that we really know. Like, it's this coming and- up too. Like, why wouldn't you?
3: Yeah, yeah right. It always right. makes
2: you think there's not going to be any big names like just people maybe we never really heard of because probably, yeah probably not.
4: Otherwise I think they would have definitely made that known.
2: Yeah, because I mean there's a lot of big stars yeah. that came from these movies.
5: Russell Crowe. <laughs> <laughs> there
0: you I, go.
1: Yeah, it's it, still under wraps. It hasn't been leaked. Eat yeah. raspberry tart with Russell Crowe.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I gotta go. Gene's go got, like, I got <laughs> nothing. I got nothing. Zoe's shaking her head. All right. So, next we got Disney. They announced the return of the Epcot Food and Wine Festival for 2021. And obviously, you guys know I'm ecstatic and excited and speechless almost. I love the food and wine love, fest man it's 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 such a great time of year in uh, in Disney especially once you get to like the middle part of, of food and wine once you get to like late September late October near. the weather's so much nicer it's it's not it's too hot uh-huh. it's, it's gorgeous. The festival will start on July 15th and it will run through November 20th, and it will kick off with global marketplaces, including the return of many of our favorites. Canada, Greece, Germany, Hops and Barley, Appleseed Orchard, and others. Even more marketplaces will join as the festival continues into the fall before wrapping on November 20th. You can visit www.tasteepcot.com to check out more details. Has it always been that long? I feel like – I was going to say I think it's starting earlier and going longer. Um, I feel like it used to start mid-August and go to like late right. October –
4: that's why I'm like, man, it seems like it's starting much earlier than than they used to do. Maybe it's because I, obviously everything, the kind of year that we had last year, maybe they're just extending well, it
2: this year. Well, flower seems and garden, like, I feel I like it's longer it's, than normal it too. It seems
1: like as they get more successful, they're just opening it up more. I mean, it's kind of like the Christmas parties and you know Halloween and even flower and garden. I mean, that's mm-hmm. pretty yeah, yeah, like too.
2: Yeah, flower and garden is longer this year, and I feel like it, it goes to July, so it's almost like it's going to go right from one to the other. It's what it's and, yeah. and this is going to end in November, which means it's going to go right into the festival of the holidays. Yeah. So listen, every festival at Epcot is special. You know, they're all great. This is to me like I mean it's the the uh the the grandfather of them all, really. So I mean it's the you know it's the original one, right? So to me it's always it's always been special. Okay, so joining us now Joel from WDW News Today. How's it going, buddy?
5: Good man, good. Uh another great ship today. Ran around Epcot. If you guys like see my uh we did we found some new keychains. Really for a mouse gear. Yeah. Um they did the the kitchen sink. And a couple of, uh, balloon popcorn buckets and they, they look awesome. They look totally legit. And these things are like a chunk of plastic. They're $9.99 and they are like heavy, man. Like these are great. And the detail is just amazing.
2: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. You know, and that's when we, we actually met in, in Epcot. And we I, I believe we, it was it was the, like the first day of Flower Garden Festival. And
5: uh, and I was so yeah, You guys I, were like standing around like a whole <laughs> bunch of bloggers. I'm like, is this an influencer meeting? Am I allowed to be here? Like, it's just like a thing. Like,
2: uh, No, that's what I was like, all right, you know this guy's cool. We gotta have him on. I, mean, I think we were talking to Sandy Moore from more Dis- more Disney Magic. And shouts to Sandy. How awesome is your job, though, dude? I mean, that you cover theme parks, man.
5: I gotta say, like, I I'm, I was there all the time, anyways. So to get paid and to go there, and you know, I really thought like I was a Disney nerd. Like, I thought I knew everything. But when I started this job, I realized like I knew stuff, but I was like a dull blade. And ever since I started working there, I started like honing it, and it's all the little details to just come out. I never noticed before until the job. And now I can't turn it off, which kind of sucks because I go to the park. I'm like, oh, my God, is that a new shirt? Is that new construction? Is that a new character? Was he always there? Oh, my God, something missing from the Mexican pavilion? It just doesn't shut off now. So now I'm always seeing it. So I'm always looking for, like, the next big thing at the park.
2: Now, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Is it like a gift and a curse kind of a thing?
5: I think, uh, yeah, it's a little bit of both. All right, like, a good example, like a, a good like one-off example is Men in Black over at Universal. Like, the second you've mastered it and you've maxed out your score, you know everything that's broken on that ride. So, <laughs> you, you go through it and you're like, oh man, the fire hydrant's not working. Oh, this isn't working properly. That's why I'm not getting my score. You know, it's not shooting the other capsule that's running down, like the air ride vehicle, and you're like, oh great, now I know everything that's wrong with it. So, some of the ignorance is bliss. Other stuff just, like, really makes you look forward to things. Like, I'm I'm looking forward to the people mover. Like, once that opens, I'm going to be so happy. I, I don't feel like Magic Kingdom is open unless the people mover is there. And it just got pushed back another month. I'm just like, great. Now I got to wait another month. Like, when is this thing going to open?
2: That's a bummer because that's one of those rides that I go on. Maybe twice a, t- a day when I'm there, like you go, I always start my day on the people mover. like I get my, I make my way down Main Street, go to Tomorrowland. First thing I do before I go on anything, I, I get my wits to, about me by going on the people mover and just checking everything out, getting ready for the day. And then at some point when I'm tired and I make my way back to Tomorrowland, guess what? I go on and again, just to kind of get a little bit of a, of a respite from all the walking and stuff. It's always like, such. Oh, a- for
5: me, it's from all the people. <laughs> like, uh, I need to get on there just to get my space. It's like you go on there, it's a nice flow. You get the air through, you know, whatever hair I have left. And, uh, you know, you're, you're away from it all. It's like you, your moment that you could be in the park, but still have like your time.
2: Yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's a great. It's a great way to look at it too. You know, I, I think when people think of the people mover, they don't think it's not an exciting ride. It's literally just a little tram that kind of goes through Tomorrowland. But to me, it's so crucial and so important. And to me, it's maybe one of my favorite rides in Tomorrowland, if not my favorite ride in Tomorrowland, is just the people mover getting on that and just kind of taking a five minute break.
5: You know, more thinking of it since it's been gone. You know, I'll saying: you don't know what you have till it's gone. I think it might be my favorite ride in Magic Kingdom, which mm. you know I originally thought like. You know, Big Thunder Mountain was my ride. And then the mine carts was really great. But when it really comes down to it, your favorite ride should be the ride that you never get tired of. And yeah. I will never get tired of the People Mover, especially when they put the lights on in uh, Space Mountain. And you go through mm-hmm. there and you're like, oh, man, it's a whole new experience. So I yeah. won't get decapitated riding through it. Let's see it now. <laughs>
2: it's, uh, you know, it's one of those rides. I think you're right. It's just a classic ride that everybody just loves. And it's, it, you know, I feel like they keep pushing it back. And hopefully this is the last time they've pushed it back. Because I feel like we've been talking about them reopening that ride next month for the last few months, you know, and, yeah. and like even on our show. Like every I feel like every four weeks we have a we have a segment on our a segment on our news where we talk about how um it'll be opening at such and such date. And then two weeks later we say uh it's pushed back. And then two weeks later we say it's opening this date. Two weeks later, uh it's pushed back again. And so hopefully this hopefully this is the time that it will be opening
5: when yeah, I'm say, hoping at the very least you know, October 1st is a hard deadline. Like no matter what happens, 50th anniversary, it's got to be open no matter what. If it's beforehand, great. I see. But if it's not open by then, there's got to be something seriously wrong with this ride.
2: Yeah, it's almost scary how like it's just because to me, it's not like it's crazy technology. Like it's scary. Why would it be out for so long? But again, hopefully, hopefully it's back and we don't have anything to fear.
5: I mean, from what I'm hearing, they're upgrading and improvements so that in the future, like in the long run, it's really going to pay off. But in the short run, it just sucks because we're going month after month after month. It's been over a year and it's like, oh, wait, now how long is it going to be? And yet, you know, if if Tron opens before the people mover, I will be (laughs) so pissed off. (laughs) It's like you built a brand new ride from scratch. And yet you couldn't get the people mover back. Especially with
2: the the technology that Tron's going to have, you know?
5: Well, yeah, that ride system's going to be insane. I mean, I know they already have it, but between the lighting system on there and watching that canopy being put up, they've been going on speed, man. It's like watching the Flash, just like put that thing together and seeing these guys work there because I'm there. Like almost every single week, they are doing like an amazing job. And to see that camp be put up piece by piece was like the ultimate 3D puzzle of like, I felt my OCD kick in. Like I'm seeing all these pieces down there and you're just waiting for them to fit in. And then when Mm -hmm. you do, you're like, oh my God, this is, this is amazing. And they're taking the stirrups down and everything. I just, I can't wait to see the thing lit up. It's, it's going to be great.
2: Yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be so it's really going to be a game changer for Magic Kingdom, I think. It's going to be thrill ride number 1 really at Magic Kingdom now at this point.
5: Yeah, like know? the ab- the absolute ultimate thrill ride. Like yeah. the the closest thing you had was Minecarts. Uh, that was the closest thing you had to really a thrill ride. If I remember correctly, you're from
2: New York originally, right?
5: Uh no. My dad's from upstate. Uh, he's okay, from that's what uh, it was. Monticello. You know, I, I already told him like I was doing an interview with you, and I was like, Oh, that guy from uh, Long Island. Yeah, just remember it's one word. I'm like, Yeah, he's from there. I think you understand It's one word. You know, <laughs> we're cool, we're cool.
2: <laughs> so are you have you been in you've been in Florida the whole time then? You born and raised in Florida or
5: Yeah, I, I was born in Canada, you know, okay. which is where all my patience and you know niceness comes from. It, <laughs> it's ingrained when you're when you're born there i think the doctors inject us with something to make us so nice and then it's the you know the tourists and the floridians that really put me uh put it to the test but i've been i started in canada my mom thought i was too so we moved down to Boca Raton. From there, I, I did like, like this crisscross around Florida to like Celebration, to Georgia, to UCF, and then over to California to work for Disney Interactive. And then I came back after that and worked for Universal for a little bit. And now I'm 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 in Champions Gate, and it's like it's between zones. We're, we're like the in between everything. We're between Kissimmee and Davenport. We could say we're Polk or Osceola, which is great because when the vaccinations come in, they say take a county i could choose whichever one i want now because i'm like right <laughs> on that line yeah. so we'll see how that goes but well i've been told april 3rd 7 a.m will be the sign up and my mom's like all she's being a mom. she's like 7 a.m you gotta be awake i'm like don't <laughs> worry rise of the resistance train me for this right i will be signed up
2: I, i'm hitting yeah, listen i'm up at 655 hitting that refresh 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 so i know what you're saying
5: uh, same. That same here. Oh, no, I, I got it down pat. You got to be at 6.59 and 55 seconds. And then you hit that join button that's like it's ticking down. And then you get put in just at seven o'clock exactly. So I've awesome. been like the first one through 10. Really? Like a lot. Yeah, which which is great. But then also kind of sucks because their timing says like, you got to be in the park at 8.40am, even though it opens at nine. So that confused me for a while because I was like, <laughs> wait, 840 it opens up at nine. How am I going to be there? Oh, the park opens up after the parking lot and when they're ready. Okay. <laughs> I shouldn't sleep then. No, I shouldn't <laughs> go back to sleep. I'll just like shower now and head over. I'm I'm good.
2: <laughs> so WDW News Today, it's huge. How did you, uh, you get involved with them? Like what, what brought you over there?
5: Shockingly, I had a contract that ended with a company that was designing theme parks across the world. For some reason, my friend always keeps an eye out for jobs that don't fit her and for some reason fit me. And she was like, Hey, you're at the parks Anyways, you might as well get paid for it. Okay, I'll do it. She sends me the link. I sign up, and next thing you know, Tom Corliss brings me into their studio, and I about have like an aneurysm as I walk in there with all this memorabilia because the studio is like a museum of Disney. Like, there's so much insane stuff in there.
2: I feel you, man. So, what was your favorite? I mean, we met at, at Flower and Garden. What was your favorite part about Flower and Garden? It's been you know it's still going um, on right now, but uh, it's been on for a few you know a few weeks. What's been your favorite part of it?
5: I got to say the food. Now everything with with Epcot's taste of something, mm-hmm. taste of art festival, taste of flower and garden, taste of food and wine. Well, obviously, taste of food and wine. It literally is food and wine. Food and wine. Um, I gotta say, my favorite part now hasn't even come yet because it's the the farm fest that they're doing over at the showplace. It's a rotating menu. Oh, really? That's like a first I've ever seen them actually do that. And to see them like rotate it out, going be great because they have a strawberry rhubarb pie or tart coming out, and an asparagus dish, and um, uh, like a crust. Or Blam For the next mm. one And then come May They'll have a third menu So they'll be Like swapping out I'm like This is like The first time I've ever seen this They've never done this before
2: Yeah I was just to It's new I guess right
5: Yeah they've never Had this booth in there I mean they've had The others uh, Troll and Travis Yeah Probably saying that wrong They've done like A lot of the other booths And bringing back the Things I really love The new Orange Bird's great I think they designed It this time To be more of a collectible Less of a cup
2: Yeah Because it's, 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 it's got a base firm. Yeah you could actually Just put it on, on your mantle
5: Yeah do you pick the, that thing up like the thing is heavy. Oh,
2: it's thick. It's it's thick. It's like that thick plastic rubber. You could knock somebody out with that
5: thing. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. But but it stands. Like you all want you all want sap perfectly. But this one, yeah. like this feels like a statue. And for the price, it's like you're getting like this great collectible and like some orange slush just to go with it. So you get your vitamin C.
2: I thought it tasted like creamsicle a Little bit had that orangey vanilla flavor to me. I thought it
5: creamsicle with like a hint of lemon, yeah. I could that, that, yeah. that was supposed to be the thing that they did for it, um, to give it like that little new thing. I, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm in Tron Legacy. What's so new about this, uh, like this orange <laughs> slush? Well, we added, uh, you know, a lemon to it, like
2: okay, but uh, so yes yeah, so what's, your, what's been your favorite dish so far that you've had?
5: See, the they they did a crawfish etouffee, which really brought back some old memories because back in I think it was 2008, some, somewhere around the time. Uh, they used to do states instead of like different countries and you had like Louisiana there and they did like this New Orleans booth with like a like a catfish at touffee and they used to give you like these little bottles of Tabasco with it which I just kept on coming back and being like oh I forgot to grab a bottle can I grab another (laughs) one had like 30 of them in my bag and the flavor and everything just like reminded me so much of it I couldn't wait to go back and they give you so much like this is practically a meal it is just Amazing. You want to know something like,
2: funny? Is when we met. I don't know if you remember when we met in Epcot that day. You said you guys got to try the crawfish. It's phenomenal.
5: You were like, I just tried it like right before I saw you. I, that might have been what it
2: was. You were like, Hey, have you guys tried the crawfish yet? And we, I think we were we, well, we hadn't at the time, and we were like, No. And you're like, You guys got to try the crawfish. And then we went, the thing, we went around. And we actually yeah. we, we tried it. Well, my wife tried. Oh, it. I had a think? bite. I I had a little bit. I'm not a big seafood guy, so my wife had it. I had a little nibble, but like, but she like she raved about it. That was one of her favorite things. The whole you know I. I I think her favorite thing was the lobster um at the same booth where where you get the orange birds. yeah sipper. the citrate
5: the meyer lemon lobster yeah that was her yeah, favorite
2: but the crawfish might have been her second favorite she loved the crawfish
5: i think you can't really go wrong with the lobster i think the great thing they did this year is you know they shell it for you and they cut it up so that way you're not you're not dealing with it you're not ripping mm-hmm. it apart with your hands i think you know not going with a touchless thing you know it made it so much easier like i realize how dumb i am with lobster you know i'll, <laughs> I'll get a lobster tail i'll be just like you know scraping it out of that and People will be looking at me like, where are you doing? You just need to like pull it out.
2: I'm like a savage with lobster oh. too. <laughs> That's I'm a savage. Yeah. So
5: it's to be the breaking and everything. I Like I love my Morton Steakhouse or the Palm. So when I go to the Palm, I'm like, you know, I'm going to get my three pound lobster, enjoy. It's kind of like my treat for myself for the year. But I don't know. I haven't been in Palm forever since... Um, pandemic started
2: so listen before we before we let you go we, we like to do these uh these 10 questions that become 10 shots and we also have a bonus question at the end so uh and just hit me with, with the first answer that comes to mind on them all right cool hit me favorite disney movie Meet the Robinsons. Oh, I like that. I like that because it's not like everybody, anybody can go Cinderella or Snow White. You hit me with Meet the Robinsons. It's a little bit under I the radar. I
5: feel like, like I could relate to Lewis, like in so many ways. Like I, I, I'm constantly trying, I'm constantly working, but it feels like I'm hitting failure after failure after failure. And, you know, like he keeps on saying, keep moving forward. That's that's pretty much what I'm doing. That's where I've gotten to where I am now. So whenever I feel down, I either watch that or I watch Constantine to realize life can always be worse. You'd be Keanu Reeves. But at the same time, it... it it's a motivator. It's a great motivator. And it's whole underdog when it comes to movies. Favorite Disney villain? Favorite Disney villain. That is so hard. Um, I, like, absolutely love Dr. Facilier. Like, I feel, like, as a villain, he had such style. But at the same time, I kind of like Hades, too. Which is why... Vien- why. Um, Sorcerers in the Magic Kingdom was so great to see him team up because I'm like, oh my God, it's my favorite villains. You had like that pizzazz that each one brought to the table. Like Hades had his style and when his hair was lit and Dr. Facilier, that man had just so much power. Like it was insane. I, I, I loved his style.
2: I'd love to see more Hades in the parks. I feel like they, I feel like you don't get enough Hades. You know what I love to see Hades do? Give me a Hades comedy club and have him do like a comedy, stand up comedy
5: routine. That'd, that'd be, be awesome. great. I that'd mean, awesome. if he took Jelly Rolls and like rethemed it, that'd be great. That would as be as cool.
2: Jelly Rolls is cool too, but you're right. Like that's a good spot for it. So a uh, favorite Disney song. It could uh, be either the parks or the movies, it's whatever you want.
5: Uh, first one that's coming in my mind is just You're Welcome because to see Dwayne Johnson do that, like he's an absolute terrible singer. <laughs> like he is so awful. <laughs> but he owns but it. I love the... Yeah, he, I love the song so much. I just, it constantly reminds me of, like, my favorite line in that movie because he starts making fun of, like, musicals. He goes, if you start singing, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> and that's what sold me for the rest of Moana. I was like, I love it. Okay, we're good. I'm sold.
2: Yeah, he was awesome in that movie. And, I mean, listen, I mean, the, I'm, a, I'm a big wrestling fan, too, so just seeing where he came from to, like – to really, like, you've seen wrestlers try to make that transition before, and they're always like, eh. He went from not just being the biggest wrestler of a, of a generation to the biggest the actor amazing of a generation. actor. To, yeah, to, to the biggest actor of a generation. He's, like, the highest paid actor right now, which is amazing. Yeah, and
5: you see people like John Cena and stuff like that. Like, okay, John Cena, amazing wrestler. Absolutely mm-hmm. love him. The Miz... I think he could pull it off. He's got a lot of acting talent that gets him to where he is, you know, the way that he's very theatrical, but The Rock, like, that's crazy. Like, I I didn't think he could do it all, but now his acting like Fast and Furious and Moana and everything else he's been in. uh, He's going to be in the Jungle Cruise, right? Yep.
2: He's going to be in the Jungle Cruise with Emily Blunt.
5: And he was in um, uh, Jumanji, which Mm -hmm. I was totally against. But then I realized that it was a sequel and you know, Gillian Anderson's in there, which, you know, she's, she's too tall for me, but I still absolutely love her from Dr. Who. Yeah. Those were the only two reasons I watched it. And I still haven't watched the, the second one yet, but yeah, he, he's amazing. Like I, I really admit, he's an amazing guy, amazing actor, and he's got two Frenchies. So that just gives him points on top of things. <laughs> so now it just needs a. well, he's got his TV show, so he's yeah. got that too now. Oh, well, you know, nerd out. Actually, that's uh, the name of my clothing line, but
2: let's let's uh, you know, I didn't even know you had a clothing line. We got to hear about that then. Let me uh, let's let's hear before we get into the, the rest of these questions. Let's hear about the clothing line.
5: So uh, I think the URL's sealed up. It's called nerdoutclothing.com. And right now it's just based around face masks um, that I was doing on Redbubble. that will take you there. And it was just, you know, way when the pandemic started, I just wanted to feel like I was doing something productive at all. There's no jobs or anything. And we we're just getting face masks. I want something that I liked. Mm -hmm. and there's nothing out there like now i wear underarm because they're comfortable but yeah i started doing that for a little while and it was just to practice my graphic design i was doing mask after mask after mask like tattoo designs to my web designs we won't call them you know man of spiders we'll just you know call them a generic name it's a web on your face (laughs) um stuff that came from like halo that i want to show on there because i've got um remember reach because that was like one of the first halo games that really made me emotional when i played it. But yeah, most of the stuff on there, like I just started making stuff I liked. And I I also did it because, you know, Ashley Eckstein had her universe, which is now our universe, which I was like, that's great. I love your clothes. They're for women only. That sucks. I, I want something for me. I was like, okay, how about I just make something for us? And uh, that's where I started going with it. I think the URL is still available, and I've made honestly, I've not made a fortune off of it. If I if I made a fortune off it, I'd be doing this job for free right now. But <laughs> you know, yeah, I just started doing that, and I did my first one as a Spider-Man mask because I started walking around, and then I have a Deadpool one up there, which I'm still working on, like a limited edition one where you could have like a little unicorn sticker on the cheek that's pooping rainbows.
2: Real quick, again, where we can find it? You said Red.
5: Yeah, if you do the URL, on uh, nerdoutclothing.com, I believe it should take you there if I remember to renew my URL like I should have. Um <laughs> well, if please not, please
2: please do it. So we can so we can see these uh see some of these stuff.
5: Oh okay, yeah, hit me with the next question. What do we got? What do we Are you got? ready? I'm excited. All right, yeah. So
2: um Let's, uh, let's favorite ride
5: slash attraction. See, I, I get asked this funny enough so much on dating sites because, you know, I'm looking for like that perfect Disney companion. I'll give you the answer that I get most of the women that ask me that before they turn me down for a first date. Animal Kingdom, Flight of Passage. I just love the immersion of it and the, the ride vehicle systems in it gets my inner nerd like going. Uh, Epcot, Test Track. Magic Kingdom think i i finally said now people mover i can't wait for it to be back me too hollywood studios will make me sound like a hypocrite like i, I i've said i hate drops I absolutely hate drops rise of the resistance it's not just a ride it's a whole experience yeah like from the moment you get into that queue you, you're never feel well i mean there are times where i felt like i was waiting because you know issues happen you're stuck in the queue and you're like okay you're at pause but on a good day walking through that queue you never feel like you get bored it's not, not even a, something it's, it's
2: it's not even a line to me it's from the minute you get in there you're on you're in a you're in its own
5: you're another world it's really, yeah and the, the cast really, members are like so into it yeah oh yeah they're
2: they're way into it. It's like sometimes you want to say calm down calm down guy but it, it's one of those things where it's like it, i feel like that ride specifically is what hollywood studios even back when it was mgm was all about bring, you know, bring people into the movies. And that's really what this ride is. Yeah. Like the backstage tour, you're in it. Yeah. Like that's, and that's what this is. You're, you're part of a whole experience. It's not even, I don't even know if you call it a ride because it's like three rides in one, you know?
5: I think that needs to be the future of rides at Disney. Like, I Mm -hmm. don't want to feel like I'm on a ride. I don't want to feel like I'm spectating this. Um, So I knew Joe Tankersley who worked on Peter Pan back in the day. He was one of the Imagineers and he used to come to my school to talk to us for one of our classes and they were pretty much assigned a role and said, here's a movie make it into a rhyme." And he would take scenes and that's how he did. They took scene by scene as you travel through it. But I still feel like a spectator. I don't feel like I'm a part of it and rise of resistance. I feel like resistance. I feel like I'm getting through it. And I think like a great way to differentiate is go on star tours and see what that's like. And then go on the rise of resistance, and see what that, what that's mm-hmm. like. And it's like, it's told two different experiences.
2: Yeah. For sure, for sure all right what about your favorite park which one's your favorite
5: that, that's pretty much like my rides it really depends on my mood like if i if i need escape i go to magic kingdom if i want to feel culturally like uh enlightened i'll go to epcot when the icps are there because you know I'll, I'll talk to them. i'll ask them like you know how are you liking it here do you feel like it's any different or like there's stuff you miss at home and you know my inner canadian talks to the canadians and goes like <laughs> oh you miss your tim morgan day yeah and like get my roots and stuff like that i chat with with them or i go over to china I, I always try to learn something from each country so i feel like it like i'm not traveling but it kind of feels like i'm traveling i, get it. I go to hollywood studios because i'm a star wars nut i love it I've got my lightsaber and my sonic screwdriver, which will beat the lightsaber. But (laughs) I go there for that. And Galaxy's Edge, you know, no matter what people say, is just such an immersive, great experience. I I pretty much go there for that. And Animal Kingdom, I sucked at biology in school. I was a total chem nerd. They used to always tell me, it's like, either you're a chem nerd or a biology nerd. One always hates the other. And now I go there. And after watching Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom, like it's such a different experience. Like I'll go there and ask about the animal. So I'll hang out with the tigers. I'll see a is there. I'll go see Grace when the new like kid gorillas. I'll go see the anteaters. I'll talk to the educators. I'll hang out with the wilderness explorers and they'll teach me something new each and every time. And I feel like it's more than just a ride experience. Mm-hmm. it's like almost going on safari and like learning from your guides, which is like, which is amazing because it's yeah. completely different from all the other parks. And that's why I love amokine as well. But yeah, it just depends on my mood. I'll go either anyone and they're pretty much all my favorites. That's
2: a great answer, man. It's a great answer. What about your favorite snack?
5: Oh, favorite snack. And it's a s'mores over at Regal Eagle Smokehouse. I've and I had heard one. it's So it's returning from what I hear. And I looked at it because I'm always on the run for snacks. I'm always looking for good snacks. When I was unemployed for a while, that was kind of like the thing that I couldn't have at Disney. And then when I'm starting making money again, I was like, I'm, I'm going to be having my snacks again. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. I'm not going to you know stop anymore and regret it. And so Regal Eagle has this s'mores brownie. I took one look at it and I was like, this is going to be terrible. And I take my knife and i'm reminiscent of going to creature comfort over an animal kingdom and gain like the brownie with the dome for the first time and when i got that i put my knife into it and it snapped because it was still frozen so i'm i'm with this brownie i'm like don't cut yourself first rule don't cut yourself when you can do this. If it snaps, just like go. It just melts through it like a cloud. And I was immediately just blown away by this as I'm looking at it. I'm just like, either I've gotten stronger from walking eight miles a day or this thing is just like sheer decadence. And the brownie is soft and moist and rich. And it has like this graham cracker, blonde brownie crust on the bottom. And to make it even worse, you had this chocolate ganache on top. And when I open and split this thing open, I'm looking at the marshmallow topping and thinking. You know, oh, this is gonna be bad. It looks like meringue. It's lightly whipped, fluffy marshmallow topping that they brulee on top, like they put a torch to it, and then you have this like cheesy little mini chocolate bar of a squares. Looks like it's a small version of it, and it's actually dark chocolate. Mm. And the whole thing is just perfection. It's not over overly chocolatey. It's not overly sweet. Ganache is just the right amount of riches without ruining it. And by the time I'm done with it and I have to review it, I'm like, oh my god, I didn't take any notes. What did, I, what did i just do i didn't. I had know to go had back happened. and get another. yeah well. oh yeah it's a complete surprise like uh it came back and the only reason i found out about it is because our, our head reporters saw it on the menus because they keep tabs and i saw it i'm like i, I went back in and i honestly looked down and went i was supposed to review this and i didn't take any notes because it was so delicious because i just ate the whole thing um can i have another and the guy <laughs> just looked away and just slid me one and was like here you go I didn't see a thing <laughs> don't worry it's between us <laughs> That good, huh? Oh my god! I came back for my birthday and
2: got it. I'm a foodie, man. So like that's my that's my biggest thing is is I love to go to Disney. I love to. That's why I love Epcot so much is because of the food. That's that's why yeah. that's my favorite park. So
5: I gotta. I, I can't wait gonna, for all the restaurants to open. Yeah, like, yeah, it sucks so much yeah. that they're closed.
2: Yeah, especially like my, my favorite one was has uh, always been Flying Fish, and I haven't eaten in that one in years just because they yeah I've been in there forever. Yeah. So um. All right, so what about favorite resort?
5: I grew up in the Contemporary. I think no matter what Star Wars, super futuristic, high luxury resort that will ever come, I I started my life at the Contemporary going there since I was three months old. I will always be in love with the Contemporary. And it's one of those things, because you've been at the resorts, Mm -hmm. like they all have their own unique smell. Yep. You could honestly blindfold me and walk me into a resort and I'll just be like, oh, we're at the beach club. I mean, as long as I'm sober. Because I've walked in there with a friend and we've walked into the yacht club before and we walked into the parking lot. we're like, I think my car was stolen. It's not in the parking lot. I can't see it. Where is it? And then we got to the front and we realized, oh, we're at the yacht club. I'm such an idiot.
2: <laughs> All right. Favorite, <laughs> favorite restaurant.
5: Favorite restaurant. Speaking of the beach club, Cape May, absolutely in love with Cape May, because where else can you get that much no crab legs and still feel safe and like you're not going to get food poisoning? You know, I would go there and, uh, well, I've been going there since I was a little kid. And I, I can't tell you if it's 100% true, but my father to this day says, your first word was at Cape May, and it was, booyah base." <laughs> not daddy, not mommy, not want or no or yes. My first word was booyah base. So yeah, I I was born a foodie. Yeah. You know.
2: I hear that. I hear that. Favorite Epcot festival.
5: I love food and wine. Food and wine started started all the festivals yeah. to be honest. I mean, eventually we got the holiday festivals and those are great. I feel they're lacking somehow that disney can't really push them as much because of you know cultural differences or religious viewpoints i i still want to say food and wine however your festival is now my favorite
2: it's like the little it's like the little brother that's really becoming like coming into his own i feel like it's the newest out of them all and it, it always was food and wine for me as well but i really i am starting i agree man i'm starting to the more we the more times we have these festival of the arts is the more that i'm starting to like really like that the, that festival.
5: I mean, yeah, I mean, we wouldn't have what we have today. If it wasn't for the food and wine festival, we wouldn't have all these rests.
2: And if you think about it, they're all basically a food and wine festival, right?
5: Because the, yeah, that- I mean, people come there for the food. It's just like the stuff on the side, but I, I will say this last art festival. I got to meet Michael Reyes and he's the art director of Rick Gideon's. He's mm-hmm. terribly odd. He's now known as Mr. Eyes. And he's been like one of my idols for like the last 14 years. And to finally meet him was amazing. Also like Kim Grimal was there. I mean, Greg McCoolick is there every year. I absolutely love him. And his wife had her piece this year as well. Morgan Dito was there who is like a complete inspiration to me. And uh, Meredith Young, who is just like a ball of rock and roll fury <laughs> with just some Zen to her. It, it's almost like hanging out with Stevie Nicks when I oh, got to awesome. her. And to see all these great artists, and to really see like the people you've looked up to for such a long time and meet them in person. I mean, it kind of sucks that Patty Landings wasn't there. I really look up to her and a lot of the other Imagineers like to see all these new embodied artists in there and then meet the old ones and meet the people I look up, especially as a graphic designer. I love the art festival now and I'm hoping one day I'll have a booth there as well.
2: That would be awesome. Yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed, man. Yeah, keep it up, and I'd love to see that. You know, and you you mentioned before Michael Reyes with Gideon's. How about? Can we sidetrack for one second? How about them Gideon's yeah, Bakehouse sure. cookies, man? They they hype these cookies, and everyone's always like, ah, but how good are they? No, no, they're that good.
5: <laughs> they're that. They're good. half a pound. A pure deliciousness and let me let you in a little tidbit i've eaten these cookies before they were gideon's
2: you told me we actually had this we, we talked about this when we met how you knew uh, you, you know steve as well yeah those cookies are no joke those cookies are and there's not a bad one in the bunch there's not a bad cookie
5: there there really isn't i mean for me my only issue is i can't have tree nuts so i can do the pistachio uh, oh um, which, really which yeah that's my
2: favorite one too I don't mean to rub I mean, it. In, I could but do it,
5: but I, I need some antihistamines or something. And I'd be very miserable for the rest of the day. But I mean, it wouldn't kill me. I just okay. would be happy. Um, the ancho chili, the eternal flame. Yeah. Um, my only issue was I, I let half of it sit for three days. It gets hotter and hotter as it ages. Oh, really? So I bit into this expecting for like normal burn and got hit with like ghost pepper level heat and just was like, I can't do this. Yeah,
2: I I've heard that. that I've never had that cookie. That's like one of the ones I haven't had just because I wasn't down there at the time. But I have heard nothing but huge reviews about that cookie. A few people told me that's their favorite one,
5: that cookie. It's so, so good. good. Like, it, it's amazing. But you got to go like full on spice. You got to get the full experience and just, yeah. just go with the burn. Like, feel that undying love of the eternal flame and all the sorrows for every time you're rejected in life. <laughs>
2: And, you know what? and I tell everyone, was like, oh, well, it's such a long wait. I always say, hey, listen, get in your car and go to the East End Market because there's, the, the weight isn't that bad over there. It's a lot. Like- it's, it, now, the experience is different. I get it. The, the, the one at Disney Springs is, an, is like, it's like, a, it's a, an experience in itself walking through that shop.
5: But oh yeah, absolutely.
2: But I always, I, I when I came down last time, I did both. I actually went and I went to check out the, uh, the East End Market first. I wanted to say hi to Steve and stuff. And uh, cause he actually, he's been on the show before he did the show back in around Thanksgiving time. He did the show. Um, and he's just, you know, he's just a hell of a guy. He's really wow. awesome.
5: Yeah, he's a, yeah, he, he was one of our, oh, no, he's like totally amazing. I mean, he's a vampire, but yeah, he's he's awesome. He's like the coolest vampire you'll ever meet.
2: (laughs) Definitely. Um, no, he's, he's awesome. And, um, so I went to go say hi to him and I was like, you know what? I was like, let me come by the East End Market. It's a little bit slower there. It's not as crazy as Disney Springs. Let me come and say hi. And there's great
5: food. Like, yeah, like the food is, is killer. The only thing is, you No, I I tell Billy the same. Well, if you don't want to wait four hours, go to Winter Park. It's like three minutes away.
2: Yeah. The only, the only, the only bad part is you can't get the crumb, the, the coffee cake one. In, in East and you got to go to the Springs so yeah. I did make my way over to the Springs um, a couple of days later and I, I loaded up on the coffee co- the coffee cake one
5: I haven't tried it yet actually oh, I haven't it is
2: there's no chocolate in it but I mean all the cookies are great I have no problem I love all of them like it's hard to really pick when, especially when he gives you a killing. did you try sense. the cold brew? I did not try the cold brew I didn't get a chance the to the
5: peanut butter cold brew like I, I honestly went just for a cookie one day and then I was talking to one of the girls there like all, all the employees there are amazing oh my god like, like that, that good? Huh? moment where you dip your french fries into a wendy's frosty and you realize like this is the greatest thing ever I, i'm taking one sip i'm just i can't stop and before i know it i'm like they really need like a trenta or a venti of this because i could honestly drink this all day it's really good I coffee and peanut burn, man
2: i believe was, i was down there when they debuted it but i had already drank some coffee and i wasn't really looking you know i was i just want to get my cookies and and uh, yeah so I, di- I didn't try it man i was just loading up on the, i got you be honest with you i got on there and forgot about everything else i just know i wanted cookies and i kind of just forgot about everything else so.
5: it's over okay overwhelming though when you go in there it is i
2: feel like it's one of those things where you'll go in you can go in that shop 10 times and spot something new that you didn't notice the first time or the other times every time you go in so all right this question is a little bit tougher it's our last of the 10 shots throughout history alive or dead three people you can invite to dinner and have a dinner party with who are they
5: three people alive or dead oh wow that is there's like so many people i want to have dinner with and okay, so I'll, I'll just go off the top of my head. Make this very simple. Yeah. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris, like NPH, MP- I, I think I I would totally hang out with him. He's he's like such a nice, sweet guy. From what I've heard, from like anyone, any cast member who's ever dealt with him at the parks, he's been there for a choir. I mean, the guy is so cool. Like he's just he just exudes coolness. Yeah. I, I just feel like he'd be fun to hang out with. Chris Pratt, I, another I one that totally would be—he seems cool. Love to him. Well, it's either Chris Pratt or Ryan Reynolds. I guess it would depend like where we're eating, and if I worry about us getting thrown out. So you know what? Chris
2: Pratt is kind of a poor man's Ryan Reynolds, right? They're very similar personality-wise, with that that
5: that snarky sarcasm. I think I, I think Reynolds pushes it a little though. He he definitely like. Well, I won't even say push it. I think he like shreds the envelope and yeah. you just kind of go with it yeah. and. Like, hey, the man was voted as sexiest man alive. But I, I guess depending on my third, I like, so if my third was Scarlett Johansson, I obviously couldn't invite Ryan Reynolds because it's going to be very awkward. Very, that
2: would be very intense and awkward, um, yeah. So it'd
5: have to be Chris Pratt. But then at the same time, I feel like, you know, Scarlett Johansson, Chris Pratt would, like, hit off. And I'd never have that dream of, you know, going home with Scarlett Johansson and her telling me we'd be nothing but friends and um, be forever Wounded, as that would happen. But so if it's not Scarlett Johansson, um, that's just so hard for. I, I may just like put it on social media and have like the celebrities go like, "Hey guys, we just you know we got Chris Pratt here. We had Neil Patrick Harris. Like if you guys <laughs> just want to like, if anyone wants to hang out, just give like me like an open call." VP. <laughs> yeah like I'll, I'll pretty much take anyone like if george Sakai wants to come down and hang out but george you know, Sakai, nice right? but takai and i there there's a caveat to, to he can he can have dinner with us but he has to go on space mountain with me and he has to be in the very first seat and when the ride starts he has to look back and go of course captain Right. Okay, <laughs> i i would need george Sakai to do that but god it's so to think of a third it's like it, it sucks because you think like it's it's like making your dream team so what is it going to be I need the third to have like this great, awesome dinner with, or else the other two are going to feel awkward. It's going to be silent. We're going to wish we never came. You know, we're going to split the bill. The tip's going to be terrible. The waitress is going to hate us. Like, what, what are we going to do? Sure, let's let's just bring in Alicia Silverstone. Like, if i really going to have like one of my childhood crushes on there, we'll, we'll just have like Silverstone oh, coming.
2: Cool. Let's like, yeah, bring her back. She was cool. Yeah. But all right. So last question, Disney, what does it mean to you?
5: Wow. I actually had this conversation with Walt Disney's daughter. Really? And um, so I worked for Disney Interactive. I uh, uh, Still a Disney addict, totally Disney addict. But, you know, I was brought into a place where I couldn't get my Disney fixed, which you think would be shocking since I'm working for Disney. You think, you know, I'm, I'm getting my Disney fixed every day. I one day stumbled upon the Disney Family Museum out in the Presidio and... That was the only way I was getting through the months of being there in San Francisco. I, I would go there to get through it. And it was, it was a hard time because Dizzy Interactive was still shape, uh, shaping itself. And at the same time, I think Iger was thinking like this was a mistake. We shouldn't have done it. And he was uh, looking for a way out and the layoffs were coming. We all saw it. And um, one day I was there upset and this woman comes around like ask me how I'm doing and I think she's just a volunteer and I look pretty depressed I was seeing over an exhibit where they had all the technicolor stuff and they were talking about you know like how Walt thought ahead and how he wanted all this redone in color for the future of what it was going to be and she starts talking to me and I just started venting like I I don't know why I came here. I thought this was my dream job. I thought I was finally working for Walt Disney. I thought this was gonna be my path to where I wanted to be and we're talking to each other and she's saying like as she's been holding this place up and we're going back and forth for two or three hours until she finally had to get back to work and this guy comes up and he's like do you know who you're talking to i don't know like a volunteer like a local or something you're talking to diane diane who diane miller and it's still not registering with me because i had no idea who diane miller was at the time because mm-hmm. unless it had the last name disney I was like, I have no idea who you're talking about. Diane Disney Miller. And he brings me over to the video that shows the daughters of Walt Disney. But we talked about, she's like, well, what do you expect? See, Disney is, if anything, it is family. Disney is the thing. That has become a part of all of us, a part of our family, a part of our growing up, a part of our childhoods, a part of quite literally everything in our lives. And it's that guiding force that shows us where we're heading. And even in this pandemic, with everything that's going, I feel like by Disney World Reopening... And trying their best to keep the cast members they can, opening up the hotels, bringing TAs, they're bringing us some hope and some sense of normalcy. And that's just like the tip of the iceberg. what this company is and their innovation and their ideas for entertainment and the things that you don't even know about that you don't even see that they're doing and the research behind it and their conservation acts and like I couldn't even fathom the things that I don't know that they're doing. I only see it from a front face and from little that I know from working for the company knowing people that work for the company and the research that I do as a reporter and as much as we people want to bang on Disney for saying like oh people movers taking another month oh we're having More construction over not fully opened. They're doing so much and still getting slack for it, and they are, I think, the driving force behind so much that so many industries look towards them for guidance nowadays. Is you have to have Disney in your life in one some way or form, and it's always going to be there. And I've watched Soul recently and Raya, and I think they're trying to get that message across that not only we have to come together as a people unify, but we also have to start living in this scenario that the world is in right now. So if anything, you know, put it bluntly, Disney is, as much as people might disagree with this choice, and feel free to prove me wrong, they are a guiding force for good. And as much as the corporate side that they are, I think there's a lot of good intentions in there for that they're trying to push through.
2: Very cool. Very cool. And very well
5: thought out, man. That was really deep the way you put that. Really? Because that was off the top of my head. I'm, no, I'm man. Just like,
2: but that was... So deep, man. That was really one of the best. You know, we asked that question to everybody. That was actually one of my favorite answers.
5: Well, thanks. Whether I'm working for them or I've known this company, it's been 34 years. But I see what this company is as as much as sometimes I hate the corporate side. And yes, they are a corporate company and they're trying Mm -hmm. to make money for their shareholders. And that's completely understandable. You also see the things that they're trying to do and whether it's front facing or trying to get with the public. And there are things that I still don't just that I disagree with. I think in the end, if I were to judge them and their entirety, they are trying their best to do what's right.
2: But yeah, thanks for taking some time with us and hanging out, man. I really appreciate it.
5: Cool. Anytime. Happy to stop by.
2: Great. All right, so that's going to bring us to this week's Disney TV and Movie Minute brought to us by JSA Creations.
0: Disney TV and Movie Minute.
2: What could we expect from JSA Creations, Joey? (laughs) We make all your ears come true. And they make great ears. So what do we got going on on... uh, Disney Plus this week.
4: Okay, so first up, The Falcon and Winter Soldier. This is going to be episode four. Love the series. If you haven't seen it, make sure you check it out. I'm definitely excited uh, for this week. Just, I'm, I'm not going to do spoilers for anybody. So after some of the events from last week, very very much looking forward to this week's episode. So... Are all you guys caught up on it, or is everybody not watching?
2: I'm caught up. I've only
1: watched a half half of an episode. He's oh. too
2: busy watching Sulphur Springs, man. No. Yeah, Gene, let all me ask you.
4: Twenty
1: six minutes of each episode. <laughs>
2: <laughs> It got a
4: little testy this last uh, this last episode, man. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I'm like, man, I wonder if he's gonna. This guy's gonna turn into like more of a villain type.
2: Well, I tried to look up some backstory on him, and I think he does become a villain. It seems like it. So, so but again, don't. Yeah, no spoilers. And who knows, they, I'm gonna
1: go back. I, I will check hand. it out. But I didn't. I don't know. I guess I, maybe I was expecting to feel differently. Like I thought it was gonna be blown away in this, right away. I just didn't feel that.
2: It like, was a little yeah, a little slow. But the first half was actually action packed. And then the second half of the first episode slowed down. And I think that's just cuz they're trying to build a storyline. And sometimes you kind of kind of There's a lot of moving pieces in this one. I mean,
4: yeah. it's just not quite as crazy as as WandaVision, but you know, with with Cap not being around now and having, you know, new characters being introduced and stuff like that and even Hopefully
1: I'll- none of the characters are named Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> a problem.
2: None so
4: far. But none- I tell you what, between, you know, Sam and Bucky uh, things aren't rosy right now. Like you know, we're used to the Avengers, and it's just not that type of relationship right now. So I think mm-hmm. that's that's a whole nother thing that's going on. So
2: I do like the addition of Wyatt Russell though, on the show, though. I think he's really good as the new Captain. Listen, I don't like him as Captain America necessarily. Like, I don't like the new Captain America. I think he plays that role well, though. Agreed. Fair. Yeah, so, no, it's, it's pretty. And good. that's why I said
4: this last one. I was like, "Ooh, some pushback." Okay. It's good, man. I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to it.
2: Yeah. You know? it's. It, you yeah, so you're, you're, you're seeing the that. growing pains right now them kind of becoming partners.
1: Really. I've seen yeah. growing pains.
3: Yeah, me too. Now, yeah. that I like. That, yeah, that I was can a, get behind.
1: That was a good show back then. Yeah. I'll, I'll check that out again, was that, Thanks oh, for that bringing it up.
3: Show me that smile. Was that the
1: Kirk Cameron vehicle?
3: Show me that smile. Wasn't that oh, him? geez. Oh. Wasn't that Growing Pains? Yeah. I think it was. Yeah, I
2: think so. Kirk Cameron, Tracy Gold.
3: Yeah. Alan Thick. Who wow. had a, R. A, R. Like, a talk show in the thick of the night for a couple of years there.
2: Wow, <laughs> everybody's on the edge of their seat. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awful, but may he rest in peace he's no longer with us.
3: Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, he,
2: died, he died very young. I don't think he was that old, right? Was he in the 60s? No, I don't remember what happened to him. I don't either.
1: What else you got for 80s TV shows, Joy?
2: Here we go. <laughs> I'll take 80 shows for
4: 20, <laughs> just, no, All right, moving on. Um Next up, we've got a show called Disney Future Worm. This is about uh, a, boy, a boy named Danny Who's an optimistic 12 year old Likes tinkering with things One day he creates a time machine Travels to the future Where he becomes friends With a fearless creature Named Future Worm The duo then uses Danny's creation To travel through time And go on adventures along the way I have not seen this
3: That I sounds
2: cute <laughs> Is this a new show? It looks
4: like it This is new to me Yeah <laughs> I've never heard of it Yeah it seems like every week We got stuff that I'm just
2: like I've never seen this This is new It sounds like a Disney version Of freaking Morty to me
1: uh, What about that name though? Disney Future Worm. It doesn't roll off the tongue. Yeah, it's kind of awful. Hey, Jim, why don't you go back to the office and work on that some more? (laughs) What'll be genitive. I got it. what about disney future worm
4: uh next up we've got squanto a warrior's tale in the 17th century a native american named squanto roams free in the new world until he's captured by visiting sailors who take him back to england monk brother daniel teaches him social customs but other englishmen aren't as kind squanto becomes the unwilling star of performances that highlight his fighting skills he eventually returns to america where he finds his home has changed forever and he must chart a new path for his people. So, this one here again, this is one that I don't know anything about, never seen it. I'm, I don't know what to say about it really, other than check I, it out. Yeah, I might check it out. You know, yeah, for Disney, but I mean, at least that's, that's all I got. What about you, Dan?
1: All right, Mighty Ducks Game Changers, Episode 3. The Mighty Ducks have evolved from scrappy underdogs to an ultra-competitive powerhouse youth hockey team. After 12-year-old Evan Morrow is unceremoniously cut from the Ducks, he and his mom, Alex, set out to build their own team of misfits to challenge the cutthroat, win-at-all-costs culture of youth sports today. Now, I'm not up to speed. But I have watched the first episode Mm -hmm. and I really liked it. Mm -hmm. Did you like it, Stephanie?
3: I didn't see it. Oh, yeah.
1: That's right. (laughs) I feel it's got the same kind of vibe as the very first Mighty Ducks movie, very kid oriented. It is kind of odd with the Ducks, but it's almost like, it's almost like the Mighty Ducks are just a different team because the Ducks are evil, but it's not like, you know, that's the center of the movie. It's this new team now. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big fan of um Nick on the show. He's kind of the main character. Bradley Noon? Evan Morrow. Yeah, Evan Morrow. It's his side cat, sidekick. And he just he's got that humorous side to the show. And I think it's gonna be really good. I think it was a good, good. addition.
3: Yeah, I definitely like the It's concept. already
1: already better than the other Mighty Duck movies after one.
3: Yeah, that's what you said.
1: Even better than one when they're on the Olympics? Yes.
3: Was that the second one?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was terrible. You I like
2: that movie? I think that's a top five all-time great movie. Mighty oh, Ducks 2.
1: Here he goes. Okay. It's um,
2: Godfather 1, Godfather 2. Mighty Ducks 2.
1: <laughs> Bridges of Bridges of Madison County 4. I really like this show. I think oh. the mix of uh, kind of the, the drama a little bit of these, it's basically these kids aren't good enough for the Ducks. The main character, and so they put together this team. And this Nick guy that I like is only a commentator at the ice rink. He's not even a player because he doesn't feel he's good enough. And it's just got some some good writing, I think. So I'm I'm excited yeah, to watch man. the rest. Yeah, I haven't seen any of the episodes yet, but I I wanted I do want to see it. Yeah, I mean, I it's cool,
4: especially now that there are a few episodes in. It'd be good I can kind of binge watch a little if I want to.
1: And, and they our have sponsor them? Brian is a huge Mighty Ducks fan, yeah. so he better yes. be watching this. Yep. His buddy. Emilio Estevez mm-hmm. comes back in this one. Gordon Bombay. Disney Secrets of Sulphur Springs. Now, I'm not going to go through the synopsis again because we say the same thing every time. But this is, um, I believe, an 11-episode series, I mm-hmm. think I said. And um, I'm on – I finished nine. And it's I'm a couple behind now.
3: But... Oh, are you okay?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I still love it. I just – I hope they don't – like I said, they better have a good ending because mm-hmm. the mystery really holds up throughout the whole series and it just keeps getting better and i just worry they're going to be like oh because it's about this girl that disappears oh she was right here all the time you know yeah, like yeah. you know oh, like it was just a dream like the i hate
3: that oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah i'm not saying that's out. what's going
1: to happen but i hope they it. don't do that right? I, I love how dan threatened them too yeah, yeah. They, they better have a good ending be- <laughs> yes it's not like i haven't written them multiple times already there you go. <laughs> I just feel I have, even though these are 26 minute episodes, I feel I have a lot invested in this show.
3: Yeah, you do. I <laughs> feel I like, how, how yeah. can you get a
2: thought across in 26 minutes for a show, man? Like, by the time like, they get into it, I know that's what you said. It's the only beef with the show, really. Yeah. It's really great. But yeah, like, I agree. Like, when you, some of these shows that, if they're that good and there's that much detail, it's like you're just getting into it and it's already, like, the credits already rolling.
1: It's definitely not yeah. a show that should not have been seasoned out there's just not enough there like wandavision to you watch it and you want more but it's enough substance to really you know keep you going 26 minutes i mean it's it's kind of to be honest irritating
2: I, you ever watch a show that you really like, and you actually check at the clock to see, oh, how much time is left? All right, good. There's enough time for something good to happen because you're like, I want to know how much this time is left because are they going to hold us till the next episode? Or yeah, are they like do something this show. There's a lot yeah. of shows that, that that were like that. You know, yep. that I watch even some shows that were longer that you'd still feel that way. Like how much time is left because I I need something really good to happen. I was always doing that with Mando Mandalorian. Yeah, that you know I feel silly saying it, but you know what you always like that with is Entourage, man. Entourage All was right. too quick. There was like 23 minute episodes too, and that was a good show, man. But I used to like it. No, it was a good show. You who else,
1: do you guys ever watch Entourage? I never watched it and no. I was always, always gonna go back and watch it.
2: It's a it's it's n- not great TV, but it's it's one of those things, it's it's entertaining.
1: Exactly. Well, don't get me wrong. I watched a lot of crappy TV.
3: Yeah. And that's okay. <laughs>
1: but I like a lot of crappy TV. Yeah, I just me too. am selective on what crap I watch. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I, I select yeah. my crap
0: specifically.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it might be crap, but it's your crap. That's right. Yeah. I not touch you. my crap. Stephanie, what do you yeah, have?
3: I've got Man of the House.
1: Yeah, finally a show about me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Which I like this title because every time I saw this today when I was reading my notes, I kept thinking of Man About the House. And do we know what that is? No. That is the British version of Three's Company. Oh, so oh, I kind of liked that. Yeah. Despite having a dangerous criminal with a vendetta after him, attorney Jack Sturgis has a tougher adversary to worry about his girlfriend's son, Ben. As Sturgis and Ben's mom, Sandy, become more serious, Ben increasingly ups his efforts to sabotage the relationship, since he has no intention of giving up his prime spot in the household dynamic. Sturgis is determined to connect with Ben, but Ben is going to make him work.
1: Is this a movie, or what is this? I have no
3: idea.
2: Wasn't this this the Chevy Chase movie with Jonathan Taylor Thomas? Yes. It was, right?
3: Well... (laughs) It, I know that it's Chevy Chase because I looked it up to see how oh. to pronounce his name. But, yeah.
2: A lot of people yeah. rank this as his second best film behind Caddyshack.
3: Are you kidding? Is yes, he he's kidding. No, he's
2: it's on, no, it's on um, the IMDb. No.
1: And, yeah. No one did that.
3: <laughs> he's jashing. <laughs> Why well,
1: do not remember this. Was this like... It was a cheesy movie. It was oh, yeah, because he did... What year are we talking here? Probably early 90s. Oh, yep, 95. i to every Chase talk to every definitely Oh, done. it's one yeah, of the right. Home Improvement kids with him. Yeah, Jonathan. Yeah,
3: Johnson. that's right.
1: Yeah. yeah that's what- wow, look at that movie poster. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, folks at home. You can't see this great graphic. Wow, I did not. I was like, is this a new I show? Did. This isn't a very good description. Yeah. It was a, it was probably. probably a movie that
2: Chevy Chase even forgot he did at this point. It wasn't one of probably. his greats.
3: I just looked it up to see you know what was going on but it, I didn't even get the gist from what I looked up that it was a movie. <laughs>
2: You know, it's funny we talk about Chevy Chase today, right now, because I actually read something pretty cool about him just yesterday. Was it just yesterday? Do you know when – because he was one of the original guys on SNL. Do you know why he left yeah. SNL? It wasn't for like movies and stuff, which is what I always thought it was. It wasn't like he thought he outgrew it. He right. was in love with somebody that lived in California, and she couldn't go to New York, and he couldn't be in California because of SNL. So he quit the show so he could be in California with her. I don't know who this woman was, but I didn't know that. that's that's Ooh. the story. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I found out the other day, and I was like, oh, that's wow. pretty interesting. Yeah. I always thought – like every SNL character, they just graduate to, uh, to movies, mm-hmm. you know? Exactly. And no, well, now you know. Well. All right. So to round out the Disney TV movie minute... Uh, what else we got? We got Caesar Milan, the real story, the story of the incredible rise of Caesar Milan. Is it Milan or Million? It's Milan, right? From an impoverished illegal immigrant to celebrity dog trainer and international superstar. I never even watched the original <laughs> show. Did anybody else ever watch this like, actual show? What, what was it like, the Dog Whisperer or something? Or that, that was the Horse Whisperer. What Robert Redford? I'm thinking of. He did have a show where he talked to dogs, though, right? Was that the Natural? <laughs>
1: I don't know why that sounds so know. funny. I,
4: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about this one.
2: I hate Robert Redford anyway.
1: <laughs> hey, hey, There's just something about him. Finance kid. Tell us how you really feel. What's some, funny is I looked him up because that name didn't look right, but I never really looked at who it was.
2: Caesar Milan or, or Robert <laughs> yeah. Redford. I yeah, I know the I know yeah, who he, he is. is.
1: Yeah, he's the dog guy. Yeah, okay. I
2: never I never watched the show. I know who he is though. All right, and then we got last but not least, Disney's <laughs> Kick Batowski suburban daredevil seasons one and two clarence Potowski is a young boy who aspires to become the world's greatest daredevil he receives help from his loyal friend and partner in crime gunther i never seen this but i know i've heard of it i guess it's supposed to be like a um like an evil kind of thing right but yeah. cartoon obviously animated yeah. oh. do you okay. guys re- do you guys remember super dave osborne from the 80s of course, yes. Remember that he was was that H, was that like the HBO show? It was right. I think like it was on HBO
1: back in the day. I don't remember yes. where
2: it was on. But he'd always like crash and like you know it would he be, like you know. Started, they I first sure on...
1: started on Letterman.
2: Oh, is it? Is that what it was? Started on Letterman. Oh.
1: He's on Curb Your Enthusiasm too. Well, he was. He passed away since.
2: Yeah, yeah. But he was. Yeah, he was on Curb. He was. Um. He was his friend, and I can't remember the, the character's name now.
1: I know what was his name. So good.
2: I can't remember anything, man. My brain is. Like,
1: he kind shit. of always played the same character, but it was good.
2: The best scene Did ever he really? was
1: when um, was kind of talk like this. Oh yeah, yeah,
3: yes, yeah. yes.
2: The the best episode that he was ever on was with Curb. Was you remember the episode where um his mom passes away and so they leave like flowers. At, I think she was hit by a car and they leave flowers at the roadside memorial. And Larry had to get flowers to to apologize <laughs> to somebody. So he just he, he can't get flowers. Everything's closed. So he grabs them off the roadside memorial and then he brings home some some for his wife who's also mad at him. <laughs> and he comes over to, to 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 speak to Cheryl and Dave uh, Larry David about something. And I, I, what's his name again? Funkhauser. That's it. Phone. Yes. And he he smells the, it's a lilies, and he smells the lilies, and he goes, you know, he realizes they were the ones at his mother's roadside memorial. <laughs> and he goes, and he goes, if we weren't best friends, I'd pop your head off your neck. And the best part that was Larry David he goes, we're not best friends. That was my, <laughs> that, that might be my favorite scene in the whole series, man. That. And when the episode, when he comes home and he and his dad has to explain that his mother passed away, but nobody called him to tell him because he was in New York. Wow. And his father, he's like, where's mom? He's like, well, she's not here right now. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm not going to go on forever. You're not going to go on forever.
3: <laughs> oh, my gosh.
2: Did you ever see that episode? Yeah. Classic episode.
1: So I feel I have a lot of Larry David traits in me sometimes.
2: My wife says the same thing about me. She always has to remind me that I'm not Larry David.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. She says,
2: it's not a sitcom, you're not Larry David. I'm like, but I want it to be. I could be. (laughs) (laughs) Disney Dollar Game. Okay, so that's going to bring us to another edition of the Disney Dollar Game. Before we introduce our contestant, let's just go over the rules real real quick because they're all new. It's 10 questions as normal. Get the first question right, you move on to question two. Second question right, you move on to question three. So on and so forth. You get to question 10, you win the grand prize. Uh, This time around, we have three prizes. You get the first question right, you're going to win a prize. You get the fifth question right, you're going to win another prize. And if you get the 10th question right, you win the grand prize
1: and the first two prizes included.
2: And uh, we actually have something else now that we have. We have the
1: cheat codes, right, Dan? Yeah, you're great. Terminology there that I love, even though they're not a code. (laughs) Well, it's kind of like a code word for to move on to the to get through it. And I can't
2: we can't call it Lifelines. We don't want to copy that other show.
1: So coming uh, up with another name. You come up right now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I challenge you, Dan. All right. So the first one is everyone is Fast Pass, and Fast Pass basically yells uh, the contestant yells Fast Pass, and they get to skip that question, go on to the next one. The other uh, cheat code is the contestant yells Multiple Choice, and they get a multiple choice question where it's an a b c or d they got to pick the right one and then the third and final um one they can do is called park hop. and with that is and i didn't just i didn't mention this earlier we actually now give the contestant a choice of three categories and they get to pick the one they want and if they get stuck on on a certain question they can yell park hop and then they can switch over to one of the other categories and start from right there and hopefully get the question 10 at that point and win a, win a, win a, you know the grand prize which is the uh 25 gift card brought to you by magical travels by brian I, get, I, I forget anything, Dan? I got it all right, right?
1: I think so. I think so. This is our guinea pig, our first one with the this new is, format. Yeah. So. First one with the new format and... Uh, Hold on tight. We're in for a rocky ride. <laughs> Dan will
2: probably yell at me, make me cry once or twice in this segment. But um, I mean, what's any different from any no other show, No more than right? usual. Yeah, yeah, right? So uh, let's welcome our contestant, uh, I believe from Connecticut, right, Jackie? That's me. Tell us a little bit real briefly about yourself and then we'll uh, we'll get the ball rolling on these questions.
0: Sure. Uh, well, I am a fitness professional. So I have a a, a gym where I teach different fitness classes throughout the Today, but I am a Disney lover like you fellas. I've only been to Disney World twice, but hopefully I'll get back there soon in the future because
2: you're going to have to work on that.
0: I know. Right. It's so sad.
2: <laughs> so do um, you think you're ready?
0: As ready as I'll ever be. I'm sweating. Okay.
2: Over. All right. Well, your three topics were Disney sidekicks, The Lion King and Oh, Toy Story uh, movies one through four what um which was which did you choose
0: I think I'll start hopefully and stay with disney sidekicks let's see how I do with this
2: okay so Ooh. we'll start there dan just gave a grunt like he's not ner- he's nervous for you
1: well <laughs> I was just hoping she was maybe just like a guru on Lion King or Toy Story, you know, because it's narrowed down, but this is good. You know, what? it's a, it's a hit. I'll tell you what, it's a good strategy. Start with the hard
2: category because the harder category is going to have the easier questions in the beginning. And then you can always shift over, right? You just
1: never know what you're going to know, you know? That's, so that's it's... a good point. And here's the thing, too. You don't have to use
2: any of those, those, those cheat codes in any order. You can use them in any order you want. It doesn't have to be in that order that you read them off. So you could use Park Hop on your first one if you want. It's up to you. Okay. All right. So you, you already get all the rules. You got the fast pass you got multiple choice and you got the park hop right Mm -hmm. okay so
1: i'm going to set the timer it's 10 seconds dan let's 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 kick it off man question number one all right number one what is the name of the crab in the little mermaid
0: sebastian
1: yes all right question number two how many stepsisters does cinderella have two correct amundo as fonzie would say from happy days (laughs) question number three these are these are pretty good so far what is the name of pinocchio's conscience use a lifeline
0: multiple choice
1: all right a geppetto b stromboli c jiminy cricket or d stephen brule
0: jiminy cricket
1: Yes. Here we go. <laughs> I was sweating that one a little bit for you there. All right, number 4. Here we go. What is the name of Aladdin's monkey sidekick? Abu. Yeah. Wow. Question 4 right at the gate. Look at this. <sighs> this is a little tougher here. Hope you're a fan of Cinderella. Hey, what I are know. the names of Cinderella's two stepsisters?
0: Oh, I know it's on the tip of my tongue. Hmm. Fast I'm going to fast that because I don't want to say it wrong.
1: Okay. Oh gosh.
0: And I know it. That's so frustrating. Yeah, Remember,
2: you still have, you still have park hop, right? We're on question five. So if you need to park up, you know, you got that. So just make sure you yell that before the 10 seconds is up though. You ready?
0: Okay.
1: okay. <laughs> Oddly enough, another Cinderella question. Okay. What are the names? No, 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 not that one. <laughs> In Cinderella, which stepsister has red hair?
0: I'm going
1: to park
2: up to Lion King. Okay. Lion King uh, King question five. And just know this, if you get this one, you only need this one question to win the next prize. So you got to get this pressure on, at least on this question alone.
0: No, no pressure at all.
1: Yeah. There hasn't been any pressure so far, right? (laughs) Okay. Here we go. Here's the question to get you back on track. In the Lion King, where does Mufasa and his family live? I want to say Pride Rock, but I yeah. Wait, she said I want to say. I don't know. If- I'm, I'm taking it.
3: it. Like
0: I'm that taking
1: that. i right, so- said final answer, but <laughs>
3: all
2: right. So check this out. So you've now won a Disney podcast, a Disney Underground podcast pen, and you've also won a pin, a big fat panda pin. It's uh, the number one pin in, in, in the series. Of I don't know how many he's doing, but it's pin number one. So congratulations. So you got five right. But you got no more lifelines, Ooh. so you got to get these next questions right to get the uh,
1: okay. grand prize. Question number six: Who played the voice of Mufasa in both the animated and live-action Lion King movies?
0: James Earl Jones. Wow,
1: correct. No buzzer didn't even start.
2: What the buzzer didn't even? I didn't. The timer didn't even start. That's a pretty good one to get.
1: Okay, now don't get tricked up here. Uh, this is a year question. Well, what year was the live action version of The Lion King released in theaters?
2: I'm gonna get this wrong. Just throw out a year, you know, it was recent.
0: I'm gonna say 2018.
1: Do, 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 do. <laughs> Incorrect, you. it was 2019. Really? It was close, it was close. But, it hey, seems older though doesn't it no it does
2: i to me you know why because i feel like we've been, we' been we were hearing about that live action film for like God. five years before it even dropped that's why it always seems older to me
0: it, i still haven't watched it
2: it's excellent well, well that was pretty good Yeah, but, i mean listen that was a nice run uh you got two prizes that's the, nobody's ever won a prize in this game before this is the first time anyone <laughs> won a prize <laughs> well, no we made it a little bit easier for you because we have these new rules and we have extra prizes but um but yeah congratulations you, you you're gonna get that pen you're gonna get the uh uh, Big fat panda pin, so we'll be mailing that out to you, and uh, we'll get your information. We'll get that those prizes out to you. Lickety split on what, Dan? The Pony Express. <laughs> the Pony
1: Express. So, uh, do we, we know say, what the pin is? Have you seen
2: it? I, I actually have it in possession. I just don't have it with me right now, so I can't. It's in oh. the other room, and I can't grab it. Curious. They're really cool. I mean, if you're a big fat panda fan, you'll you'll love them. If you're yeah. not a big fat panda fan, I don't know what you're doing yourself. It's he's the man. So, <laughs> but yeah, so we'll be mailing that out to you uh, very soon. And just hey, thanks for you know being part of the show on the first game back.
0: Thank you for having me. Oh, I, I, I'm I, going to have to go take another shower.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's pretty tough with them questions, man. But um, but yeah, so again, yeah. Thanks though, for- I
0: feel a little incompetent right now.
2: <laughs> well, thank you for listening. And thank you for joining us today. And uh, we'll be in touch to get you those prizes. And, and uh, congratulations on the prizes you did win.
0: Thank you so much, guys. Thank you for yeah. having me.
2: Oh, yeah. Have you a know. rip-roaring
1: day.
0: You too. Be well, guys. Topic
2: talk. All right, so that's going to bring us to this week's edition of the Disney Topic Talk. And today we are going to be discussing Disney Park tunes and Disney Park music, some of our favorite songs in the parks let's start over with uh with joey what's uh what's some of those songs that trigger your your disney memories of the parks and when you're there you just love to be able to hear over and over again
4: well for me man and there's just so many especially around the parks and stuff like that and even in movies but there's just so many it was hard to pick i'll go with three that uh, that i really really like and then maybe i'll give an honorable mention all right so first we'll start off with right when you get there and we're talking about magic kingdom and every park's got them really but the main theme song that is playing on main street that you're going down it's not when you get into the park because that's different when you wish upon a star it's kind of like when you're getting to the monorail and all the monorail and stuff but when you're actually in the park when you first walk in you walk in through the archways you see the big uh roundabout there in the beginning and you start down main street the, it's the main street theme I, I can't even remember the name of it um walking
3: like, right down the middle of main street usa there you go
4: yeah it's like <laughs> Yeah, exactly right. Could you tell her? She's just <laughs> freaking out right now. I know it's. I, I love it. I think it's uh, that's. It's like a like a nineteen fifty song. I think right. They've never changed it or something like that, right? Yeah, I don't I think so. Either. Yeah, I, I love it. So you know, it's especially when you. It doesn't have to be rope drop but when you first get there in the. You know, first thing in the morning and the sun's just coming up and you're getting yeah out, totally You've mm-hmm. you got the fresh legs. Your legs aren't old. All- your feet yeah, are yeah, and, you're, and yeah. you're walking down there. And then, of course, um, just as you're getting down to the end of Main Street, you know, they start having the, uh, the pumped-in sprays and stuff like that where you can mm. smell that stuff. Just anytime I even hear – if I even hear the song, even if I like to hear it on YouTube, it's weird. You can almost – smell that stuff because it's like being there it's just i guess yeah memories or something like that so that for me is one of my
1: favorites i just and that's always the first thing so it's like it just kind of intros you to everything and it's especially Mm -hmm. on your first day of your trip that's the best i love it it like sets the tone yeah yeah and you be. have yeah. all, you have all those days ahead of you you know that yes. you're going to be going and you don't have to yep. worry about it's the last day and yep and the I trolley
3: show it. comes by and they're singing it it's yeah like,
1: oh. <laughs> oh yeah listen there's just so much
4: but yeah. then that's why i said there's just so many iconic themes and stuff that really grab you but that's for me that's that's like first on my list for sure and then moving on pirates yo-ho ho it's a pirate's life for me just standing in the queue in pirates which i love the theming inside the ride and just the way it feels like it's like you're in like a a dungeon or you're in like a dark pirates bay you know area where they got the little nooks and stuff and, and all the little things that are in there but just hearing that uh the theme song uh in the background and then of course even when they're talking about it on you know you start hearing it in the ride as well but just standing in the queue hearing it i love it plus it's you know and then you know you add to that the uh the smell the water the smell of the water and stuff it's just the way that ride has a distinct uh smell to it it's just one of my favorites
2: it's one of my favorite cues. With when you're like walking through the armory and stuff, I just yeah. it's just it's like it really puts you there, you know. It's really and the music. is just hearing that that instrumental in the background, and it, it's phenomenal.
4: So yeah, so that's that's another one for me. Stephanie, and, Do you and, like that one of Joyce? Yeah,
3: <laughs> I sure do. I used to call it my workout music Really? I used to actually work out to that. The you know the instrumental <laughs> ominous. Ver- you know you're
4: yeah you're yeah standing
3: in those little nooks and crannies, and you can hear the you know like Mm -hmm. oh my gosh it's so good it's like kind of
2: eerie but like not i love it
4: i love it absolutely
3: beautiful oh yeah yeah. beautiful
1: i'm
4: glad everybody uh likes (laughs) it so far we're all on the same page yeah i know
1: don't drop Um, the ball on this one
4: yeah i know right no 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 by far you kidding me the third, the uh, third is haunted mansion by far. And even starting from the beginning, it has to be the whole thing, which is why, like I said, it's been so disappointing going through uh, the pandemic that you're basically just walked through the main hall and you don't get to hear, you know, the famous line of welcome foolish mortals. And then it goes into the whole thing, which of course you could word it the entire way. Of course, usually Sam hits me because I do it every time. (laughs) So, So Yeah, that one there I love, you know, hearing the the gringling ghosts and all that stuff going through and from beginning to end the whole the whole thing. Um even through the ride itself, I love it. Haunted Mansion is another huge one for me. Not only is it one of my favorite rides, that is one of my favorite uh theme songs or theatrical you know, music, which I just freaking love that. That's a big one to me. And then what I'm going to go with for, and there's, there's just really, there's more, but I'll just go. So I'm not here all night. The honorable mention is going to be the theme in Tomorrowland. I love it, especially at nighttime when that place is lit up and it's playing with the little beeps and boops and all that stuff. And just kind of it it always reminds me, even though when you're walking, it reminds me when I'm on the people mover and I'm going through and you're heading towards uh through the buzz light year ride or even into Space Mountain. I don't know what it is, but I like and I like it's it's gotta be not that you don't hear it in the daytime, but it's at nighttime. There's something about it, especially when everything's lit up. Obviously things are they're doing a whole bunch of renovation right now, so it's not the same. But yeah, just the theme the theme part, the theme song in Tomorrowland is uh another one of my favorites. I mean, there's many more, but these are some of the ones that really stand out to me. Ironically they're all at Magic Kingdom. I mean there's some at Epcot that I really like and same thing in Hollywood Studios, but these right here for me are they stand out to me.
2: It's like the the soundtracks to your memories too.
4: Yeah you know? that's that's the thing. It kinda it sparks that That memory anytime you're doing it. That's why I said I could be just walking into Tomorrowland, even if in the evening time when we come back to the park after splitting the day up, it puts me on the people mover because that's where I always think about when we're doing it, even going around the carousel progress
1: and all that stuff. So yeah, cool.
2: What about you guys, Dan, Steph? Do we have the same ones, different ones? What do we got? Oh, we have
1: different.
3: Yeah. Hey, good. Wow. Different.
1: Want me to go first?
3: You can go first.
1: All right. First up has to be how do you do Splash Mountain?
4: Oh yeah, that's a big one.
3: Well wait, are you going like three two one or one two three? Like <laughs> I, I don't
1: really I, I don't that. really have an order, but Splash Mountain is my my ride. It also when I finally get to you know, kinda like when you walk in as Joey said with the main street music, mm-hmm. which we both love, especially you stuff. Splash Mountain, once I get in there, I hear that song, it really sets the tone like I'm here. I'm I'm back. And the other thing about that song is the Disney World ride version I've always liked the best because mm. it is more kind of southern sound sounding more because they add more of the background crickets uh, that, but it's more um like banjo driven. They added more of that okay. for the main part, even in the instrumental stuff when you're just kind of floating mm-hmm. around that corner, mm-hmm. you know. So but that song overall, like I'm I collect all those albums. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I have, I think I have four different ones right now, but um, that really sets it for me. Once I get off that ride, it's like, okay. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, that's a good one. Let me tell you, that's another, that's an iconic one.
1: Number two is fairly, I know you'll like it, Stephanie. Okay. <laughs> the music from the electrical water pageant
3: oh. on Bay
1: Lake and Seven Seas Lagoon.
3: Yeah. There you go.
1: It's so weird. <laughs> and what I like about it is, even through the different versions they've had, they've kind of carried that same weird synth
3: mm-hmm. synth
1: sound through it. And what's weird about this is when this came out right when it opened,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and um, they had this song, mm-hmm. broke down It was an electronic synth pop song by Jean-Jacques Perrey and Gershon Kingstay from their... 1967 kaleidoscope vibrations. Ooh. And the Disney had a little bit of a problem with it because it was only like a minute, minute and a half. So then they hired Paul uh, Beaver, who was an electronic musician at the time, to create with loop over and over, and then they took that music and used it for the Main Street Electrical Parade. Oh wow! That's what inspired that whole thing. So it's the weirdest music, and so I love weird. that when you hear it, it's yeah, you know it right mm-hmm. away because it's yeah. it's that mm-hmm. weird. And I'm so happy that this hasn't gone away. Me too. And you know Me when too. they first, I don't know what they're using now, but when that first came out you don't know this i don't think stuff each each boat i think they're pontoons had their own generator and an 800 watt speaker system <laughs> isn't that nuts that's so that's crazy cool. so that is that is my number 2 that that's is a three. good one now number 3 stuff yeah is a favorite of yours but it's yeah. not a typical one it's from the port orleans mm-hmm. riverside bus music <laughs> I know it sounds funny, but uh, I believe it. It is... Um, I, don't, I don't even
2: think I'm familiar with
4: this. I don't think I know...
1: I don't know this one. Yeah. It's uh New Orleans kind of um, blues, Cajun blues uh, song called Please Baby, the main one that I like, by Reverend Gary Davis. It's got crickets. That was from like 1968. There's another... Kind of variation of that same vibe of music with Bella Fleck and the Fleck Tones, "Foggy Mountain Special." But I love how that is so specific and mm-hmm. definitely uh, the mood, mm-hmm. the mood setter for that bus when you're on it. Plus, it kind of ties into the whole Splash Mountain, yeah, music vibe that yeah. I like. You okay. like that, stuff? I
3: sure do. That's a new one. For me? I like the yeah, I like that a lot.
2: Can I can I tell you what the highlight for me was of dance? What? what? Here we go. I thought for sure I was going to get some country bear kind of jamboree stuff in there. <laughs> Kudos, nope. Dan. You finally accepted
1: that they are done. <laughs>
2: And I got to, I gotta tell you, I'm so grateful that we're on the same team right now for this.
1: I just don't want to be so predictable like Eugene. Exactly. So I tend to, you know, go a little, go a little different routes. Well. And there's enough time for the country bears, believe me.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: They're not going anywhere.
3: That doesn't lump into this category. They're, that's their, that's a whole nother.
1: Ben, are you calling me a hack? <laughs> <laughs> I i don't remember I said hack.
3: I feel like
2: that you basically would call me a hack. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you're
1: right he's like maybe I'm, no i never <coughs> i don't create my own <laughs> content um oh,
4: here we go i knew that was coming up <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know
2: what he's right i'm not that i'm a bad guy <laughs> yeah he's like, i'm a bad guy <laughs> i'm a bad guy <laughs> thank god i have enough of you good guys around me to to, to, to make me look good
1: i, I understand go. So Stephanie, what, yeah. do what do we got? Stephanie? yours. I I know they're not the same.
3: They're not, but I do <laughs> I do share one with Joey, and that's oh, I'm I'm, sure. I'm working my way up. But I am, and this was a very hard one to narrow down because, like you, Joey, it's all so good. I this topic was my favorite topic of any topic topic talk we have had so far. Yeah, it's a good one. Just far and the country bears that's like i said that's its own thing
1: yeah that's a separate show and that's
3: a separate show so i'm starting kind haunted <laughs> mansion but i am i the
4: music oh that I, I thought I you i thought you would be sharing
1: main street hang on,
3: well, hang on we're getting there i <laughs> i love that when there is something so special about walking from Fantasyland as soon as you past that tangled bathroom yeah even if you don't know what's around that glorious bend you hear those crickets yeah you hear you hear the whatever that sound is that smoky whatever that is
4: it is awesome
3: it hits you like a ton of bricks and no and i know every land does this but there's (laughs) something about that corner that you know (laughs) i'm gonna start crying Oh you know what's on your right hand like, side up there it's yeah. so wonderful it
1: I, is a pretty drastic change yes, so I, I get it
3: yes dan will go ride at the end of the night dan will ride splash mountain and i'll say okay i'm gonna go ride a haunted mansion by myself because i have to be not that i don't ride on a mansion right but when we if we separate yeah and i will just stand outside and listen to that beautiful cue music Oh, yeah. And watch for the shadows in the window. And I will just stand there for a half hour and just be in it.
1: Understood. Good angle on it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a good angle.
3: Thanks. My second one is the bathrooms in Tomorrowland (laughs) because it plays (laughs) Now is the Time, the original Carousel of Progress.
1: Oh, there you go. There you go. And they're really good bathrooms. Yeah, they
3: are really good. Yeah, they are really good.
4: I know know we laugh about that, but let me tell you, you definitely will rate – Disney, you will rate bathrooms because it is Mm – Especially since you end up going in every one of them at some point.
3: Exactly. So, yeah, I love that background. I love that background music. I love it. I love, like, just like you, Joey, I love all the little bleeps and things. I just, I love it. There's something special that happens at Tomorrowland at night. And my first one is the Hello Dolly medley on Main Street. Yeah. That is the epitome of Magic Kingdom to me. Mm. I, well, I love Hello Dolly. I actually was in Hello Dolly with Sally Struthers. So it kind of hits. Get it's, out of town. Always, Are you serious? Yeah. Uh,
4: really? Yeah. No. I was
3: Ermengarde. I, yeah, it was crazy and so that's it's always hit home and even back like i don't know 10 years ago i would always say to dan well i guess it wasn't that long ago but i would say to dan listen listen this is from hello dolly this is from hello dolly and i have to point it out every time
1: that's awesome listen I went yeah. to hello dolly with you like yeah, you what did. two years ago
3: yeah, yeah when it
1: came back out into the theaters yeah, walking into crazy. main street with stephanie is a different experience everybody
3: <laughs> Yeah, I I can imagine. It really is a different experience. (laughs) It's bad. Just hope Wells Fargo wagon isn't playing when we're anywhere near because that, yeah. But wait, I do have an honorable mention, and that is Michael Eisberg from Tomorrowland. Used to be in, do you know what I'm talking about? Yep,
4: I know exactly what you're talking about. Man, Mm -hmm. I didn't even think of that. There's just so many. Yeah.
3: And his synthesizer.
4: That was awesome. I'm just wondering, Gene, did anybody choose any of yours?
2: Yes.
3: Oh, shoot. Yeah.
2: Yeah, okay. I will just,
3: well, that's okay. We, I said, you know, I,
4: just, I was hoping, but genius, oh.
3: that's right. Me.
2: I probably don't even think I should even go now. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't even have a cool story like being in Hello Dolly with Sally Struthers. Well, I got yeah, nothing going for me. I, I got nothing. I can't going. follow at all. No, I got nothing, Steph. You really ruined my night.
3: You can just love it to love it. All
2: right, so I got a, I got a couple. I mean, this, like you guys all said, we've all said, there's this, it's how do you pick three, right? Because yeah. It's not even a bad one. Everyone triggers memories of somewhere in the park, somewhere at the resort, somewhere you know, somewhere in Disney in general. And, and like I, there's so many I like. You know, the Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow, Sherman Brothers, yeah, yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean is probably one of my favorite. Uh, even the music at like the boardwalk. It's it's not. Like any like typical Disney music, it's like that big band swing, 1920s, 1930s era kind of music. But just walking through the lobby and hearing that, it's like even when I hear like that music somewhere else, I'm like it brings me back to the boardwalk. And we always joke around like if we hear that music somewhere like on the radio or in, in a place, and I'm like always like I'm at the Bellevue Lounge right now at the boardwalk, just kind of having a coffee and just listening in. So there's a lot of different things. I probably got to say my, my my first. I'll go three, two, one. And one, my number one's gonna be a little different because it's not the version that you necessarily hear at the park that I love. It's like kind of like Dan's gonna hate me for it, but it's almost like a. Pop Remix that they made of it, but I just I, there's something about that I listen to it like literally every day, and I find it kind of inspiring. But I'll get to that first. I got to go with Pirates of the Caribbean. Joey pretty much nailed it. it. It's the the just waiting in the queue in the in the armory, and you hear that eerie that. That it's like that organy kind of sound, mm-hmm. and it's and it's you know, and every once we hear like you know like pirate captain in the background, like kind of talking, and there's just so much to it, and it puts you in an armory somewhere in the Caribbean, getting ready to get on a boat and travel th- to the Caribbean Sea. So that's my first one. Love Second it. one, again, it's not the same experience, but grin grinning ghosts. Yeah. not just the music part but even the whole thing like Joey said when you get in it's the whole from the beginning of the queue to the end of the queue listening to the, the you know the the, the voice of um, Welcome Foolish Mortals and everything else and it's just that's just a story that you're hearing along with the music it, it's so iconic it is anytime you know anytime you listen to it if you listen to any of the soundtracks you can find them on Spotify and stuff where it's the actual soundtracks <coughs> of these rides it puts you you close your eyes and you're on the ride again you know and that's what these memories they trigger so those would be my two my number one is Happily Ever After no, I love the original version that you hear in the parks. I get it. There's something about and Dan's gonna make fun of me for this. I know he is. The pop version of it with Jordan Fisher and Angie K. I got. I don't know. I love it. I listen to it literally like every day, dude. It jazzes me up, man. Let me tell you something. I find. I find Stephanie's laughing Dennis, at
1: me. Dennis. Let me tell you Juice something. Juice is definitely <laughs> worth the squeeze on that one,
2: Gene. Is that what you're there saying? There is, and most times after listening to it, I need to towel off because, oh. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. If you listen to the lyrics it makes me feel like that if I could make it the theme song for the show, I totally make it. It's about like, taking your dreams and making them become reality really is. And the happily ever after. And I really kind of feel a lot of what they talk about. I find inspiring doing what we're doing now. We're trying to build this podcast and get it to be even bigger. And we're, we're, we're trying, you know, I got a big move coming up. I got a big change in my life coming up that I'm moving to a whole nother state separating from my family for for a year, just to be able to kind of do this on the sacrificing its son. And that song to me is just one of these songs that I find just kind of inspiring for even just my own personal change and growth even along with the show and and what we're doing as a, as a whole. I find it to be like, and again, I know it sounds cheesy and corny and, you know, it's, it's a teeny bopper version of the song. You know, I get it, but it really, like I said, I listen to it. I, I listen to it a lot of times before we get on at night. You guys don't even hear it. So I'll listen to it like once or twice before we start our podcast because I feel like it really kind of, it's so Disney and it's so inspiring to me. And again, I know it sounds so super corny because if somebody said this to me, I'd laugh, but I really, it really does get me, um, get me, get me going, man. It makes me, you know, feel like this is, this is my dream come true, getting this thing off the ground and and, and accomplishing what we've accomplished so far and seeing what we want to accomplish in the future and this song just just gets me like ready to go. It's like it's like my eye of the tiger. And I know it sounds weird, but it is. It really is. To me it's one of the best
4: movie soundtracks ever.
2: If yeah, up there. But (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's what that's what. And again, I love the original version. So it's a little bit of a of a cheat because it's not necessarily the park version, but it is played in the park. And this is just the kind of the pop version that it just I probably do it every day, almost for inspiration. But that's what it does to me. Let me ask you a question when it
4: comes to this. And it's interesting that you mentioned that. And I don't think I've ever even asked you this. Obviously, now everybody knows that you're, you know, you're going to be a Disney local. You are moving. When you started the podcast, was that a discussion before the podcast even started? Like, how, was that the plan?
2: It was a thought process to eventually one day go down there and do it. Like, put everything into it. The right. timeline wasn't anything yet. Like, the time, it was it was the thought process of like when we started the Instagram that was started in March of two thousand nineteen, and we said, okay. Let's see how this goes. If it goes good, maybe we can do something else with it. And maybe a podcast, maybe this, maybe that. Um, Maybe one day when we eventually move to Florida, because the game plan was always to move to Florida, but maybe years from now, you know, when the kids finish college and, you know, like retirement kind of age, maybe early retirement, but like retirement kind of like when we were a little bit older. And then, you know, and thank you to all the listeners and all the followers, but the Instagram became pretty successful pretty quickly. And that led us to trying our hand at a podcast. And it's what um, we've talked about it before. It's what introduced me to you guys and got you guys involved with the podcast is if if it wasn't for Instagram, this wouldn't be what it is. And I think once we saw this kind of going and I realized how much more I can do if I was able to just be local and be able to, to show my experiences on a daily occurrence almost. I didn't know in the beginning, June of 2021, I would be down there. But after a few years we'll be down there and just as things kind of progressed i started realizing okay this is the time and now we're good to go like you know now it's it's become something that is actually feasible and doable and and we put a lot of work and effort towards being able to make this happen and so far so good and it's going to be a struggle it's going to be tough but um i'm excited for it and it's going to be scary. I'll be by myself uh, for a lot of it. And um, aside from my Miami trips to visit Joey and Sam and <laughs> it'd be the annoying house guest that welcome they're saying.
4: You're welcome. Listen, welcome anytime. <laughs>
2: Bye but, weekly, um, Joey. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Sunday dinners, man. Come on. And, uh, and I look forward to, to Dan and Steph shooting down to Florida as often as they can to come visit me. I hope my wife comes down often. She'll probably relish the time me not being in New York. So she'll Absolutely. probably, that'll be like her vacation. <laughs> But, um, but I'm already trying to, yeah, I'm already game planning times when she, I'm, all right, you got to come down in July. You got to come back. I'm already game planning those things. And she's what,
4: actually what,
1: in the room. So let me say hello to her. what?
4: Oh yeah. we'll we'll say hi to the hand.
2: Yo, yo, hello. Hi.
1: That's yeah. about as much as you're going to get out of her. There you go. No. Stephanie.
3: Yes, Dan.
1: And all. I think what we can totally take away from this topic of topic talk is we talk a lot about how important we think the story is. Walt Disney and how important that was. And people forget about that. But I think mm-hmm. we can also say Walt knew how important the music was just as much as the story, because going back to day one, it's always been there. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. all these emotions that are coming out with us, I think that it just goes to show you that the music is definitely just as big a part of this as the story is. And all of our emotions that came out here tonight are proof to that and i'm sure everyone listening can share the exact same thing so i'm so thankful that he did believe in the music all the way back to the beginning
4: yeah it's pretty much what you said and the the crazy part about it is at least for me i hadn't really thought about it until you know we 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 had come up with the topic and then i started to really think about it because it's always one of those things that's always there but you don't i guess when you're there you don't really think about it until you actually do think about it and then it's kind of hit me i was like man It was very, it's funny. At first I was like, man, this is going to be a tough, I think this might be a tough topic, you know, to come up with something. And then the more I started thinking about it, I was like, holy cow. I have a ton of things already that I, like, without even uh, thinking about it too much, it started coming, um, coming to the forefront right away, like almost immediately. So yeah, it, it's crazy how important it is, but it's not something you ever really think about too much. At well, least you
1: definitely me. thought about it when you try to narrow it down and then you go from mm-hmm. music to music to music and you're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's like that thing. park in mm-hmm. the Disney experience is all about my background music. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you start
4: realizing that. And that's that's that was the point I was trying to make is that you don't realize. How important it is or how much it, I guess, that it triggers these memories and stuff until you start really thinking about it. Yeah. And thankfully, he did think about this stuff and they are masters of it. Because now that, you know, if you think about it and if you actually go there with that in mind and you start trying to pay attention, you don't realize how much theming and music are all over the place in every facet, including bathrooms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> including bathrooms and in, bus loops and all kinds of stuff that you would never think that, but they, you know, Disney, no, no stone is unturned. They pretty much do that when it comes to theming, as far as the rides and the lands and everything else that goes into everything that they do. One of the least talked about is music theming or music or, or any of that stuff. So it's just, it's crazy.
1: Agree. It's the soundtrack for the experience. I mean, it really mm-hmm. is. Like Stephanie said, even that music, you know, underneath at the Haunted Mansion spot, it's just literally everywhere you walk. And it triggers those emotions.
4: It's like you come around the corner and you see the, the iconic Haunted Mansion itself. You know, and that stuff, especially, you know, daytime's one thing, but at night, yeah, you can really, you know, it's just especially especially around the not so scary time, at least for me, having the, the hologram that's inside the, the horse and carriage up front and all that stuff is love that.
2: I thought looking at this, I, I thought the hard part of this, this topic was going to be what do
4: I leave out? Well, because- that's the thing. There's a ton. I mean, even even some of the theme, uh, the theming music and the main park area for Epcot for me is another big one, especially at nighttime. <laughs> we can't, you know, we were just trying to pick some. Some, or yeah. some yeah.
2: one, So it's so hard. There's so many. I don't know who someone said it before, but it's like a soundtrack to your vacation and to your memory. It, is. it, really, it is. really is like, is. you know, you hear any of those songs anywhere else like whether it be on a, a playlist on Spotify or just uh Disney radio, or just a commercial sometimes will play. Like right now, one of the Disney commercials that are playing right now for the play, you know, the trip planning commercials are, it plays great, be beautiful tomorrow. And it always oh, brings yes. me right back to, you know, yes. to, to that. Yep. And uh, again, anything the Sherman brothers did was like iconic and just seeing the relationship that, that Walt Disney had with them uh, was always so remarkable. And they were such a big part of, they did more than just write songs. The Sherman Brothers. Their songs, like I said, their songs are soundtracks to memories, man. And they're more than just songwriters. Mm-hmm. And 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 they're only just a, a fraction of the great music you get when you go to the parks. There's like, you know, somebody said the electronic, uh, the electric parade. I don't I forget who said it, just I think it was Dan. Dan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that that's just like you hear that that music go and uh and it's just like it just triggers like, you know, just like these amazing great feelings and just Feels good music and uh, a friend of ours has that as, as they're actually, as their theme music. Remember me and Dan heard it. We were jealous. Yeah. Like, oh, why did we think of that? That's great. Uh, we, you know, shout out to, so we like <laughs> theme parks, you know, um, the music and disney does in the parks is just, um, awesome. Oh yeah. And
4: obviously it's, it's during the parade, but the booty you parade. So the Boo to you theme that goes with that parade, I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of my favorite parts of it. That's another one I could attempt. I mean, that's just, and it's funny because like you said, we're all over the place where it could be a ride music or theme where it could be in a, in a part of a, a land like Tomorrowland, or it could be a bus loop it could be a bathroom um there's
2: just it's everywhere and even a parade yeah. there's so much and that's how you know how great it is because if someone could say yeah the music in the bathrooms <laughs>
1: you know what i mean like
2: if someone could say music the, to poop by yeah i mean like if someone could say that then you know it's
3: magical They're doing something, right? Yeah, I mean,
1: it's kind of like, you know, when we mentioned a long time ago that we like to just kind of sit in the park and take in the atmosphere. I thought you
3: were going
1: to say we like to sit in the bathroom. No, but, um, you know, I think a lot of people kind of miss that part. And so did we when we started, but it's something we like to do. And maybe if some people hear this, they will take a time out and notice what they're listening to yep. because a lot of the background music is even actually songs looped together underneath more background music it's not even just the songs playing it's it intertwined it with it you yeah
4: how it transitions like they
1: can have an ambiance type of a song in some way going through this but they'll plop hello dolly or you know whatever these songs oh, yeah, are right. over it
3: right right and it
1: you kind of don't notice it if you're not paying attention mm-hmm. yeah
4: i'm sure people listening now will probably either start thinking about stuff now something that triggers something that triggers those are the
2: guys angelique's in the house come say hi to angelique hey there you go Hello. you guys remember angelique she Hello. is now 21 years old there you go happy birthday oh.
4: and also say happy birthday. oh thank yeah. you
2: I have, also, a, I have a 21 year old At least she actually gets on camera so <laughs> you got one you gotta leg up with your mom I know. you're both not cool though I'm you're both pretty it. lame Oh, um, yeah, I have a 21-year-old daughter, which makes me feel extremely old.
3: That's so weird.
2: So, guys, that's going to do it for this week's show, man. Uh, before we get out of here, let's do a little bit of uh, little, little bit of the announcements. First thing, guys, if you haven't seen it yet, the Disney Underground podcast now has an Instagram. So, go please check it out and give it a follow. It's uh, at the Disney Underground it's all one word so go check it out go give it a follow we'll have uh, all our up-to- date stuff we'll have some maybe behind the scenes photos some uh, actually if you if you're if you're looking to forward, there'll be a link on there to sign the petition for the country Bears uh, just go there for that
5: oh, um, man
2: I'll take so,
4: that one in there good
2: um but yeah so go check out that we're very excited to have it up brand new logo courtesy of Dan Dan it looks amazing we love the logo thank you so much.
1: I'm pulling so, it now that I know the petition's so. <laughs> out.
2: And talented man, that is definitely a talented dude. As is Joey with with the ears, man. You do your thing.
4: No, nah, to me, I see I see Dan, and Stephanie, stuff. They they're, they're talented to me.
2: Listen, oh, I, I think I, I think you guys are all talented. I'm just along for the ride. So I appreciate you let me ride the coattails. I don't know about um, that, but, but okay. <laughs> I I play hard at least. I you know, I don't have the talent, but I play hard. I'm like that guy that's like that just plays Rudy. really good defense. That's, He's that's me. He's Rudy.
1: I'll we'll give you a, a participation trophy. Hey, <laughs> yeah, There you go. Uh,
2: I, yeah, no, I like I'm Rudy. Like, yeah, I might not have much talent, but I, I play. I work real hard. He shows up to practice every day. <laughs> <laughs> every day, getting my butt kicked by Dan, but also shows. The other thing is guys, go check out the, uh, the, we still have the, uh, big Instagram gift card giveaway on the magical lifestyle. So go check that out. It's going to be at the underscore magical underscore lifestyle. Go find out how to enter, uh, this month's big Disney gift card giveaway. It's super easy to enter. Just head over there and, uh, check out our post from April 4th. It'll give you all the entry rules and good luck with that. JSA Creations, do we have anything from you guys coming out? Any, any announcements? Well, I mean, listen, we've always got designs in the, in the woodwork, but,
4: um, uh, our next one should be Raya and the last dragon. Um, obviously inspired by the movie we should be able I, well actually we just posted ad or ATATS. 80s i don't know whatever people want to call it but tomato tomato buddy i call it the Adats. so anyway yeah we just put out some some ad ears for star wars yeah the next one will be which we should be able to show off this coming week uh will be ryan the last dragon obviously we've got others coming down the pipe, but that'll be the next one. It'll be very different from something, you know, from stuff that I've done before. So pretty happy with it. Still working on the colors regarding uh, filament and stuff. So that's always one of the hard things to to match when I have an idea for something (laughs) to try to match colors with it. So sometimes they just don't make a color that I really want. So we'll see. And oh, and, and also... If you ever want to check out any of our stuff, you can always find us on Etsy and Instagram, which is at JSA and then Creations with three D instead of EA. Very simple. Ooh, cool, cool, cool.
2: And, and actually, let's also shout out to everybody. Uh, it's, it's Autism Awareness Awareness Month. Um, yeah, we'll be we'll be posting about that. Yeah.
4: Well. So yeah, every, that's you know, what our page is for, and we will be making um, some of our proceeds will be going to. So far, I'm not sure which organization yet, but it will be going to uh, autism research and funding. So
2: awesome. So yeah, guys, you get you get some great ears, and you do a good thing. But bes- besides that, the money is going to go to a good place, good charity for autism awareness. So um, definitely check out the ears and this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so let's give out some thank yous. We want to thank Joel Bergman from WDW News Today for stopping by and real cool guy, funny dude off the air. I don't. He gave me a, a ton of of. Um, he gave me like a homework list of shows to watch. But yeah, real cool dude, real funny guy. Had a pleasure getting to know him a little bit. And then also let's thank our sponsor, Magical Travels by Brian. Uh, you can remember, you can always check him out on his website, www.magicaltravelbybrian.com. And you can email him at brian at Remember, the name is spelled B-R-I-A-N. And you can also reach him on his phone number, 1-800-883-1535, extension 55 so check them out. You're looking to book something at Disney or at Universal or a Cruise Line or, you know, Royal Caribbean or want to book a destination wedding. He's your guy. He's going to get you a great rate. Check him out. His all his stuff is free. You don't have to pay him a cent and he's going to take care of all your, your booking needs. So we want to thank him. Let everyone know to check him out. So let's say our goodbyes from sunny Miami with the wind chill is what, 75? <laughs> 75. JSA Creations, Joey. Been a pleasure, man. Absolutely. We'll see, we'll see you next Absolutely. week. Absolutely. Great show. Looking awesome. forward to it again. Cool. And we'll see you next week. And uh, our best of the Midwesterners, Dan and Steph, adios, benditos,
3: Bye. Bye. <laughs> but, hey, everybody out there. Guess <laughs> listen, what? Guess what? Hey, come check us out on our Instagram. That's pretty anyway, good. Anyway, okay. but here it is. Hey, <laughs> guess what? <laughs> Friends, guys. <laughs> it's at rock and roll DW. Rock and letter N, roll DW.
1: Wow. Just so you that know, was, Dan,
4: that literally, she just, that rolled right off the
1: tongue. I mean, that was- Oh, like, yeah. That's, totally a, super that's a Gene training. One Take Manny delivery no. right there. Here we go. <laughs> hey, and all you guys, don't forget to have a rip-roaring day.
2: All right, guys. Remember, have a great today, a better tomorrow. We'll see you next time.